Free Talk Live here. We do a show every single night where you are invited to join us on the radio and talk about whatever happens to be on your mind. You can join us on our toll-free lines at 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. In the studio with you tonight, you've got Ian. The Reverend Captain Kickass. And Mark. And we also have our Discord call-in-line rooms, and they will make you sound almost like you're sitting here with us. They, they really do sound awesome. Uh, you can go to discord.lrn.fm if you would like to connect with one of those. That, again, is discord.lrn.fm. And finally, the heroes that we have been waiting for, at least that I have been uh, waiting for, Finally? Yes, finally. After months of oppression by various government goons across the United States and around the world, uh, I have been bemoaning the lack of courageous business owners. Oh, right. I know where you're going with this. Business owners who are willing to actually stand up for their, what I believe is their right. Somebody with some balls. Yep, to do to do business, to take care of their customers. To Cojones. employ their employees. and get Testicular fortitude. Exactly, that sort of stuff. Finally, we got him. Now look, there was the guy with the, the 77-year-old barber in Michigan, and he made a stand, and that was awesome. There's no doubt yeah. about that. Dude deserves a lot there of credit. There was that one uh, restaurateur. There was a lady uh, salon owner Solano in Dallas. in Texas, yeah. Yep. Um, I don't know the restaurant. Oh, the restaurateur in Maine. Yeah. There was one in Maine, and he stood up pretty good. Like he he pushed back when they told him. He still him followed all the like distancing and stuff. But he opened his. They're all doing. He that. opened his restaurant yeah. in defiance of the closed order. So. Yes. So there have been a handful here and there. There have yeah. been a handful, but these guys in Jersey, uh, the owners of the Atlas or Attilis, A T I L I S, a little different spelling of of Atlas, right? Like normally Atlas Shrugged. Mm, it's probably the pronounced globe. slightly differently yeah. too, but you know whatever. Anyway, the owners of Attilus Gym in New Jersey have broken into their own gym. They busted down. How can you break into your own gym? Well, like this. Let me play it for you here. This is what they did from their Instagram. Boom. You literally kick in the plywood that the city... Uh, installed, or the state, or whoever it was, installed on their doors. And we'll get into what happened, why that happened. Uh, But these guys just... And by the way, they just freshly got out of jail. So that's the other part of this. So the state has been cracking down on these guys, including to the point of actually arresting them on contempt of court charges. We reported on that earlier this week. They get out of jail. What's the first thing they do? It's not cower. It's not apologize. It's not try to uh, appease the judge or appease the governor or anything. No, they go and go back to work. Yep. And it's uh, it's amazing. This- I mean, it's it's ridiculous that somebody can go to jail for attempting to provide goods and services. Yep. Well, in this case, that's not what the charge was. The oh, charge I understand, is but, contempt of court. Well, right, but basically they were told to close and they refused. Correct. Uh, the owners of Attilus Gym in New Jersey reopened Saturday, that's today, by kicking down the wooden barricades authorities used to block their entrance amid coronavirus restrictions. Co-owner Ian Smith posted a video of himself and business partner Frank Trimbetti kicking the barriers in and entering as a crowd cheers their decision. The dramatic display indicated that the months-long standoff between Governor Phil Murphy and the gym owners isn't finished. Smith's caption contained a defiant message for New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy, quote, You will not trample on our rights, and you will not destroy our lives. We will not back down, ever. Love it. Now that 
is the attitude that would lead to freedom if more people had it. Yeah, it's the attitude of a free person. Yeah. If more business owners had this level of courage to just say, you know what? This is our business. We have a right to be here. We have a right to serve our customers who want to voluntarily come in and choose to do business with us. Screw you. We're going to do what we want. We as a nation are so far from the time when someone would say, I have a right to do business. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. At this point, that uh, I mean, you got to have permits that come out your wazoo. That's when you gave up the right. Yeah, once, right then. W- once you have to get permission, it's not a right anymore. No, it's a privilege gar- granted to you by someone who you think it was, it was better than you, and apparently. The, what, uh, by the your original, owner. Yeah. The original draft of the Declaration of Independence was uh, life, liberty, and property. Mm. Um, and they changed it to pursuit of happiness mm-hmm. in order to sort of show that you could do business and do what you want so long as – you didn't harm other people, yep. um, and that was that was the idea behind it. At this point, you don't have a right to pursuit of happiness. No. Now, admittedly, the Declaration of Independence is a rhetorical document meant to throw off the chains of an oppressive government far away, so that we can get an oppressive government here a couple hundred years later. Uh, but you know, I mean, Jefferson also believed that every generation needed its own revolution. So there you go. So this is it's time and th- this is what needs to happen. Business owners need to actually man up and get out there and start doing business without asking for permission. But we're so like you're saying Mark, we're so far beyond the point where business owners are owned lock stock and barrel by the state. They, they really are and they know that no one's sad. going to come to save them. They know that their competition and that their customer base and that just nobody is going to be there for them. Well, that's not true. There were a crowd of people there supporting I, these folks and there've been people supporting them all along. The woman in Dallas had over right, half a million confident? dollars raised. Huh? They're confident that people won't stand with them because your average business person if you just sort of said, "Hey, why don't you sell liquor here?" Mm-hmm. And they were like, well, I don't have a liquor license. And you were uh, like, well, what do you need a license for to mm-hmm. sell liquor? I mean, it's not They legal. know what it's for right. because the men with guns will come and stop them from selling liquor. Okay, And that's what uh, business owners inherently know. Yeah, I'm of the opinion that if you have to ask permission to do the thing that you want to do uh, and you're not harming anybody or anybody else's property, uh, that's a hallmark of ownership. Mm-hmm. You are owned by that institution. If you have to go and request permission just to conduct business, you are owned by the institution which you have to ask the permission from. Yep, and it's been uh, imposed upon people in this country for generations. Yeah. So They say slavery was abolished. Well, no. kind of. Changed no. Form. It they, changed yeah, form. It's just now everybody suffers from free-range slavery. So I'm going to read the whole caption here. This is from their Instagram, the video that I I played the audio from where they're busting in the doors on their own business. He writes, I hate the fact that it has come to this. Governor Murphy can portray us in whatever villainous way he wants, but our hands are forced here, and that's his fault. We are over four months into an economic shutdown that was supposed to be 14 days. It is time to end this and resume life in a safe and responsible manner. Small business is not solely responsible for the spread of the virus, yet we are targeted as such and unfairly treated. You will not trample on our rights and you will not destroy our lives. We will not back down ever. Please share this to show what lengths we have to go to just to make a living for our families. And that's really the most interesting part about this to me is that these guys have families. And that's usually the pressure point that uh, that demotivates the most motivated person. Yeah. Somebody who's got a family 
generally will feel like I can't stand up. If I stand up, then they'll come after my family. Right. If I stand up, they'll take my children. Right. They'll take my kids. They'll say, I'm not a good parent because I'm not obeying the rules. Right. I am not it doing what I'm It literally is told. the thing that parents fear most. Yes. Right. That the government will swoop in and take their kid. It's the reason that you don't see kids walking down the road anymore. I mean, I walked to school. I rode my bike to the bus stop. Mm-hmm. I, I did a variety of these things that would be considered now child abuse. I came home to an empty house at three o'clock in the afternoon <laughs> yeah, so with a key I. that I had strung around my neck. I think I was seven when I started doing that. Six, maybe seven. I wasn't much older. What, what's yeah. the term? Latchkey? Latchkey yeah. kid yeah. was the old yeah. term, yeah. So, now what we call them? Foster kids. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So uh, the gym owner's story has become a symbol of American business owners' frustrations. By the way, Fox News reporting on this. Uh, with authorities blocking their livelihoods during the pandemic. Some, like Trombetti and Smith, have been arrested or fined for attempting to reopen despite shutdowns in their respective jurisdictions. They were arrested on Monday after they defied a court order allowing the government goons to shut down their business. By Friday, Smith had apparently been released as he posted a video of himself announcing his decision to knock down the wooden barriers. So they telegraphed this in advance. They said that they were going to do this a day before they went and did it. And which, then they went and did it. Which is civil disobedience on top of just, because you know, it would have been one thing if they just showed up and did it. Balls. But they made an announcement. They set a time. They said, come join us and watch this happen, and which is a good idea because then you have witnesses for the. We'll just be getting. <laughs> Free Talk Live, dial in, toll free here. Bring up whatever is on your mind. Our number, 855-450-FREE. We're talking about the heroes uh, that are running a gym in New Jersey. Yeah, you see a bunch of crap on the streets about, thanks to our heroes, thanks to our front line, thanks to our cops, thanks to our this and that. No, no, it's worse than that. There's people that are like, uh, you know, grocery store clerks. Heroes, heroes work here. Like, really? That's what I'm talking no. about. That's what no. I'm talking about. Th- those well, aren't like, heroes. They're grocery store clerks. These well, guys are heroes because they put everything on the line to reopen their business in the face of yeah. looming violent threats from the government goons. I'd say this. If grocery stores want to extol their workers as heroes, pay them as such. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's what they should mm. do. Um, I mean, you know jack up prices pay your employees like heroes get paid so we're talking about the gym owners from new jersey who literally busted into their own facility they the government gang had had essentially put up large pieces of plywood over the front doors which we're going to get into why that yeah happened. i was going to say there's a little bit uh, of a backstory there, yeah right? in the first place so we'll tell you more about that but also i want to make sure that you know that from mid-march to mid-july this year divi the new easy to use cryptocurrency we've been promoting here on free talk live increased in value by over 10 times now nothing is stopping divi from in- continuing to increase in value but then again you never know what's going to happen in the future but it's certainly their goal uh, to get more valuable. And Divi's price jumped 10 times in correlation with the release of their beta wallet. Now, will Divi go up further when their wallet's fully released? I don't know. But at Free Talk Live, we're happy with our decision to get started with Divi a year ago. And you can go to DiviProject.org and begin earning Divi by starting a masternode or staking Divi. They have a lottery in, in, in also for people who uh, stake the coin. Opportunity has knocked every day here on Free Talk Live since last September. Will you answer? Dibbyproject.org, D-I-V-I project.org. Let's go to Stephanie in New Orleans. Stephanie, you're on Free Talk Live. 
Hi. Hey, you're on the air. Um, I was call. Yeah, I was calling. Um, about actually, I had a a story about masks, but I just wanted to mention. I heard y'all talking about the heroes thing, and I had a doctor's appointment yesterday. And the lady that took my blood, all the phlebotomists were all wearing um, shirts that said, some heroes wear capes, some wear scrubs. And I just thought it was, like, stupid. But the whole, I think the whole mask thing is ridiculous. Here's here's what but I want to say calling, about that, though, just to, yeah. to interrupt you. If you are calling yourself a hero... Something's wrong, right. okay? Yeah, that's right? not that's not a title you get to bestow upon yourself. You don't go around wearing a shirt that says you're a hero. That's the most one of the most ridiculous I'm things. I'm a hero. Yeah, right. I, as a firefighter, yeah, as a firefighter, I can tell you that uh, you know a lot of the people are out there pushing this uh, 9/11. Uh, you know, the firefighters were heroes. Things mm-hmm. are the firefighters. Why? Because once you raise some firefighters, you raise all firefighters as heroes. And I'm just like, you know, I'm not com- I'm not comfortable calling myself a hero. A hero and, does things not to expect to be called a hero. A hero right. does. Does the right thing under circumstances that are just you know dangerous or threatening or whatever and they prevail and they continue and then maybe somebody down the line looks back and says that was pretty heroic what that guy did right. but it's always somebody else that makes that call and for somebody to just throw a t-shirt on and act like they earned it it's it's just so disingenuous it is disingenuous anything um, else you want to share the- stephanie yeah, well, I just, I had a story. I work at a coffee shop mm-hmm. in a suburb of New Orleans. And um, the other day I had a, I forgot my mask. And I have to wear the mask at work. Mm-hmm. I hate wearing the mask, but I have to wear it at work because, you know, I need my job. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had a state trooper that was my first customer before I could find, scramble and find a mask. Mm-hmm. And I was scared for a second, like, what is this guy going to tell me? And he was just like, don't don't worry about that. I hate this mask thing. And he was all in uniform and everything. State trooper telling me, you know, he hated the mask situation. Yep. And shortly after that, another guy came into my store and he wasn't. I don't make pe- people wear masks. Good. My manager told me I'm supposed to, but I don't do it because the only reason I'm doing it is because I'm getting paid sure. to stand there and wear one basically yeah that's part of this problem is there's so many people who yeah there's so many people who are forced to wear these masks by virtue of the fact they want to keep their jobs and so it makes it look like there are many more people who think this is something they should be doing when the reality is a lot of them don't want to do it and uh, so we don't really know how many of the people out there wearing the masks do not want to wear the masks we have no way of, of figuring that out no I Stephanie, think thanks about for your, that a lot. Thanks for your story yeah. tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. I had another um, interaction with a professional. Uh, I'm okay. looking at hiring some people to do a thing, uh, and a professional had to come over to my house to discuss the thing, mm. and the professional was wearing a mask, of course, and some gloves and that yep. kind of a thing. They're being cautious and, because and, they don't know what you want. Well, right. and also, like, I'm pretty sure they're job requires them to do these things right okay so they're an employee yeah yeah so so guy comes to the house to talk about the thing and and the first thing i go is hey look man i don't care about the masks or anything like that he's like oh god thanks relief i'm like like, you can just relax dude he's like oh god thank you 
again, this is like the, I don't know, right. fourth or fifth time that I've done something along these lines. Right. Yeah, you had, had a similar to, story. I had before. to interact with, you know, somebody of a professional nature and they're all, you know, tightened up and everything because yeah. they don't want to, they don't want to be that guy. They don't want to have somebody call and be like, you know, your employee let his face mask right. slip down for a microsecond but beyond his nose, <laughs> right. you know, or whatever, right? And so, I mean, the look of relief on his face oh, was just telling, man. You know, and he was just like, oh, thank you. Right? I think like, that's one of the best things you can do for somebody right now is to just to. relieve them of this ridiculous duty uh, that has been uh, posed upon <laughs> them. Duty. Well, <laughs> at the very least, uh, I think people sort of have to share their comfort level mm-hmm. relatively quickly in the conversation. That's what if, I'm saying. If First you're thing. Not, but if you're not comfortable, though, I mean, at the very least, tell somebody. I mean, I'm happy to know. I just want to know. Mm-hmm. Are we both holding up a charade at this point? Yeah. Right. And, uh, you know, I think that it, it needs to vary based on, are you indoors? Are you outdoors? Are you like, I mean, uh, you see somebody 30 feet away, do I ha- uh, running, da- jogging down the road? Where's your mask? You're on social distance. Like, I mean, there are people who are doing this stuff. They're it's sticking true. their dogs on people. It's incredible. Yeah, it is, uh, which is why it is important to do what the captain uh, is talking about here and give somebody a break and and communicate with them. Let them know that you're not one of these mask people, that it is not important to you at all, and that you would be grateful if they would remove the mask, if they feel like they can get away with it, you know, as long as the boss ain't watching or, you know, whatever. Let's continue. We got John. He's in Dover, Delaware. And then we got more on the gym owners that are defying in New Jersey. Go ahead, John. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you guys noticed or not, but they're actually having huge demonstrations right now in Germany. I heard about they're that. Raging, yeah, they're 17,000. Yeah, 17,000 uh, approximately Dude. people in Berlin are uh, they're demonstrating. They're not taking it no more with this COVID nonsense and these masks and all this other nonsensical bullcrap they got us doing it. It's crazy. Yep. It's, a, it's a total power grab, man. Yep. And everybody knows it. I don't know when they're going to start doing that stuff over here, man. I'm ready to start marching out in the streets and raging against these people, man. Totally ridiculous. And if you notice the cities, that, that are these mask Nazi cities and that are shutting all these businesses down. Yep. They're all liberal-ran cities by these yep. liberal scumbags, man. It's gross. Well, I mean, that's true, but it's also true that there's some bad, you know, Republicans doing bad things, too. I know that Texas has a mask mandate in place, and there's, there's a Republican governor there. If there's bad Republicans, bad, I'm, I'm an independent. I'm yeah. not registered nice. as, a, as a conservative. I know you guys think I do when I call in every week. No, I don't think anything about have- that, John. Thank you uh, for the call tonight. There's more coming up here. The next generation wallet is coming from Divi. In just a few taps, you'll be able to send, earn, spend, and exchange digital money in seconds. Send money around the globe with only a swipe instantly exchange between divi bitcoin and fiat right in the mobile app and withdraw directly to your bank account divi already offers the first one tap solution for earning passive income with crypto multi-tiered masternodes allow everyone to partake in the network visit diviproject.org diviproject.org It's Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Our toll-free number is 855-450-FREE-LIVE, Saturday edition of the program with you in the studio tonight. It's Ian. The captain. And Mark. Coming up, Mark, you're going to this week to be in Dallas, August 6th through the 8th for the upcoming Mobilize 2020. It's going to be the biggest and maybe the only liberty-oriented <laughs> networking event this year, if you don't include Forkfest. 
and the Porcupine Freedom Festival. I wouldn't call those networking. They're not conventions in the yeah. same way that this is. Uh, it's invitation only, but getting invitation is easy. So go to yaliberty.org slash mobilize and get registered there for this this coming weekend here, right? So August 6th through the 8th, yaliberty.org slash mobilize. I guess that starts, what, the 6th? That's actually Thursday. So, yeah, most, most of the weekend. Yeah, uh, Friday, Saturday. yaliberty.org slash mobilize. It's the Young Americans for Liberty, by the way, who are putting this event on. It'll be... Yaffle, believe, I've never right? been to one, and I'm very curious. Yeah, me too. Um, I'm looking forward to hearing about it. So, uh, we've got more to say here about what's going on with these New Jersey gym owners who are heroically busting into their own business. Earlier today, they broke in by literally smashing through, uh, just kicking in some plywood that the city apparently had installed, or the state. We'll find out more about that. The Fox News report here continuing, they say this is what it this is, these are the lengths we have to go through just to make a living for our families on their Instagram post at uh, Instagram channel Ian Smith Fitness. The gym owner's story has become a symbol of the American business owner's frustration with government goons blocking their livelihoods during the pandemic. Some, like these guys, have been arrested or fined for attempting to reopen despite shutdowns in their respective jurisdictions. They, in fact, were arrested on Monday after they defied a court order allowing the government gang to shut down their businesses. So it was, again, called a contempt of court, and that is a a power that judges have within the Western court system that is completely unregulated. Uh, Judges can basically do whatever they want to do with contempt of court. If they issue an order telling you to, you know, jump on one leg and you don't jump on one leg, then they, uh, that is contempt of court and you can be arrested and thrown in jail forever for that. And I'm I'm serious. Uh, They can, there's no length of time that is a limit on contempt of court sentences. In most places, if they hit you with more than 180 days, they only have to justify it to a panel of their buddies, uh, other judges. That's it. So you'll typically see contempt charges not go beyond six uh, six months, but they can. It's interesting that there is simply no check for this particular sort of uh, evolved rule that surrounds judges. And I, I'm not going to claim that judges abuse this. Uh, I, I don't hear a lot of problems with uh, people not jumping on one leg for judges or whatever the case is. But, yeah, that's weird that there's nobody checking judges but judges. So these guys busted into their own business this morning, knocking down the wooden barriers that they erected, the, the state erected, after he and uh, others removed the doors from their hinges. So they, he and his owner, the, the two owners, took their own doors off their hinges because the state was changing the locks on them. Right. So in order to allow them their business to remain open, they just said, we're going to be open all the time. Right. Take the doors off. <laughs> right. I love Amazing. it. Amazing. Well, they might as well. Um, the, so the, peop- the person who can change the locks on the door... Mm-hmm. is the person who owns the business. Mm-hmm. And ladies and gentlemen, don't forget it. Everything that you have, everything that you own, the government can take it from you. Why? Because somebody somewhere said that it was acceptable for them to take $1 from you in order to pay for whatever their plan was. Right. So in order to do that, they must have had dominion over all of your property. Think about it for a second. The king... Rules the land. He mm-hmm. has dukes and, and uh, 
barons and these sorts of things Jesters. underneath him. Yeah, well, I'm sure there's a jester or two. Uh, but he's got dukes and barons that administrate underneath him. But the serfs had a piece of land that they administered on their own, but it belonged to the lord, and the lord belonged to the king, and these sorts of things. And this is the system that we from which from which we came. Uh, and that's essentially what you've got now. We don't have a king, but... We do have the king is sort of this uh, the the chief executive in any given place that you're talking about, and we've elected him. So yeah, it's they, a, it's a different system. They just changed the name of the chair. It's still the same chair. Yeah. Well, whatever it is, the government the government still claims to be the your lord. So apparently, these guys have actually been moving the gym equipment outdoors every day, and they've set up what they call the AMAZ, the Anti Murphy Autonomous Zone, in their parking lot. That's amazing! Wait, amazing! Yeah, right. So uh, let me go on here with what's happening. According to Fox News, part of the resistance includes switching from an LLC to a private membership association, which says, uh, or which they say, allows them to sidestep regulations related to the pandemic. They've also nicknamed. The gym, the anti-Murphy autonomous zone, playing off the protest zone open in Seattle this summer. An Instagram post shows people using gym equipment outdoors with a sign reading the AMAZ. Uh, Smith has vowed to reopen the gym and said his business went above and beyond and taking precautions to ensure the virus didn't spread. But New Jersey's health department has argued the indoor settings like Smith and Trombetti's gym posed a unique health risk. An order from Health Commissioner Julie or Judith Persh. Priscilli read, quote, indoor gyms and fitness centers present a high, particularly high risk setting for the spread of COVID-19, in part because customers of these facilities engage in physical activities that increase the customer's respiratory activity, which can in turn increase the amount of respiratory droplets or aerosols in a confined setting. You know, I uh, have sort of looked at this and um, I while I agree with the statement that the uh, what chief bureaucrat here has mm-hmm. said. That I don't disagree with the statement, but I would caveat that statement with the deaths that have occurred in the United States that are, um, you know, the highest in the last three years. Those deaths in that five week period, you could take the deaths that happened and say, I don't know, the nursing homes in, uh, you know, that tri-state region that they're talking about. Mm -hmm. And that would be those deaths. Like those deaths are caused by the government and their rules and to for them to come after people who are willingly engaging. If you walk into a gym right now, you know what you're doing. There are very few people that have wandered out of the great Alaskan wildlife natural Mm -hmm. uh, resource area and into a gym and like, what? COVID? What are you talking about? Mm -hmm. They all know. We all know what this is. And you're making a decision. Admittedly, you'll be potentially spreading it uh, hither and nigh. I don't know what the case case may be. But these super spreaders, the super spreaders are the governors. Mm. With their policies, you mean? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So kudos to these guys, man. I'm so impressed by this. This is exactly what it takes. This is what we need more of. This is what business owners need to do. Hopefully... any business owners that are listening to us tonight can take this as an example and you know perhaps use it uh, to also do something similar with their businesses because more of this does need to happen for us to return to regular normal. Yep. And I don't know if it's going to. I mean, yeah, I, this I, level of courage is uh, 
What was it's my rare. what was my Newport man too? Well, okay, so regular normal optimistic. Yeah. I, again, <laughs> I talked about this previously. The best way to win is to use your opponent's momentum against them. And yes. I've got to say, let's look at the things that we're doing well on right now. So, you know, the ability to wear a mask in public. I like that. Um, the idea that uh, you know maybe we don't want to send our kids into these cesspools of of biology called the uh, the, the, the the government school system where they all catch gross stuff and bring it home and make us all sick i mean isn't online schooling a heck of a lot less costly oh can't, sure not when the government does it well, well okay when they when they do it at, at some point they have to get more efficient no they don't they're the government <laughs> where have you been living the um, government doesn't get more efficient ever charter schools will take over okay i don't see any evidence for that yeah that charter schools are already taking over and, and where Aren't they just like 5% of schools? Give them a little while. How long have they been around? Decades? Look, man, it doesn't cost that much. The teachers unions are not going to let that happen. Teachers teachers unions are the problem. Use that as You think you're going to break them in New Jersey? 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. I appreciate your optimism, but the best thing you can do is just pull your kids out of the government schools and forget about them because they're just going to keep going. 855-450-FREE. Like freedom. You can join us here on Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. You dial in toll-free and bring up whatever you want to discuss here on our live Saturday edition. We're talking about the the real heroes. You want to talk about heroes? The guys that own the Attilus Gym in Belmar, New Jersey. These guys are amazing. Even after being targeted by a robed man and his gang, they were kidnapped and thrown into a cell earlier this week. They got out, and what's the first thing they did? They went back to work, busted into their own business, which had been uh, plywooded over by the government gang, uh, and they went back and allowed people to work out. Who wanted to work out? They've been pulling all the uh, gym equipment outside into the parking lot and are doing an open air gym they're calling the AMAS, the Anti Murphy Autonomous Zone. Yeah, you know the government has gone too far when business owners not only get arrested for just trying to operate their business yep. as normal, but then also when they get out, have to bust into their own place of business. But that's just it, Captain. This would happen a year ago if similar circumstances had had, uh, presented themselves. If a business owner was unlicensed, for instance, Mm -hmm. and they just... Occupational license or whatever. They just were like, I don't need a license. Right, I don't need right. to ask permission. I'm to, free, right? To, to to you know give customers service of whatever purpose right. you know the uh, the business is. I don't need to ask some bureaucrat, some stranger, uh, to tell me what to do. I'm just going to go ahead and open my business. Well, at some point. The government will be alerted. Some competitor or some snitch uh, will call the government goons. They'll show up and they'll say, hey, you're supposed to have a piece of paper. You don't have a piece of paper. You can go down to City Hall and get this piece of paper and then we'll leave you alone. But if you don't get that piece of paper, we're going to hurt you. I'd look at him and be like, why didn't you bring the piece of paper with you? <laughs> <laughs> that would be uh, a level of service you can't expect from these people. But uh, And then if you continue to ignore their warnings, they would at some Sooner point or later. show up 
and, and plywood over your door yep. or change the locks or issue you a no trespass notice on your own property or what you thought was your own property or they'd go to the landlord and let you own the building they'd go to the landlord and put pressure on the landlord and tell them that uh, you know you're not allowed to let these people open their doors or whatever yep. they would put on whatever kind of pressure that they could get away with and they would do anything they would do the exact same thing so this isn't anything that's special because of COVID. The thing that's special here is that these guys were pushed to the point where they were actually willing to go outside of the system, where they were actually willing to say, we can do what we want. Because prior to this, I'm sure they had their license. Right. I'm sure they had their occupational permit and all these the other BS. These guys had jumped BS. through every hoop yeah. and le- leapt every hurdle that had, the government had put in front of them until finally the government said, you simply mayn't do business. Yep. You may not open your doors, mm-hmm. surf. And at that point, that's when business owners begin to break. And I'm, you right. know, I'm glad now you got to see pay it. rent without, you know, any way yeah. to pay rent. Glad to see the heroes here. Well, and some of them can't. So then their landlords are stuck in a situation because the landlords are, I don't know how the PPP thing works with landlords or whatever, right. but, um, you know. What's it? I, I've just imagined what it's like owning commercial property right now. Mm-hmm. And I think those are the ones who are really getting it in the pants. I know a business owner who's not paying the rent right now. They can't. How can they? Uh, we go to your calls and thoughts here. 855-450-FREE. Bob in West Virginia listening to WVTS there in Charleston. Go ahead. Yes. I've always been of the opinion that we have to make government responsible by deluging their offices with either mail or uh, uh, any kind of communication whatsoever, whether it's the telephone. And I've spent the last two years creating a directory of the United States Congress, and I've got every single telephone number, fax number, uh, Facebook account, uh, land, uh, Twitter account, uh, land address, where you could just you could scribble on a piece of paper, throw it in the mail, and get right to them. I've got the United States Congress, the U.S. Senate, and now I'm working on the state legislature. You know, all this work's been done before, right? Like you're doing work that other activists, organizations have already done. Well, I don't see it out there, and yeah. I've been spreading this out. What needs to be done is also, and I'm going to go on to the the sheriff's departments. There are thousands of counties throughout the United States. Mm-hmm. And what needs to get done is we need to organize the sheriff's departments across America as well. That's my next project after I hey, go Bob. to uh, organizing so- the uh, the uh, state legislatures. Okay. I've, I've spread this out to a lot of people, including the Second since- Amendment Foundation. I've sent them my copies, too. Since you've put all this information together, Bob, is it available online? Can somebody go to a website and find all this information? No, not right now. I've been very busy uh, with uh, I'd love to send it to you all. Oh, and, I got nothing. Uh, I'm not going to do anything with it because I think it's a waste of time. Honestly, I mean these people oh, you have been do. yeah oh, these okay. these bureaucrats, these politicians, people have been writing them letters from the dawn of time. And I it makes will no write difference. you a very strong letter. I will say this. No, though, it's uh, not a strong letter. It's called it's exponentially powerful because what you're doing basically is you're gathering a bunch of people together to put it out there. In a very powerful message, because you're not just individually doing yeah, it. Yeah, so I've seen it work. Though. An no, uh, give me an, an example of how this group. works. Mark. Sure, there was the uh, demo uh, Pete Air situation where they were locked up in some little uh, podunk mm-hmm. jail someplace in America because they were driving their RV and acting like they were free. And I don't remember exactly what the case was. Um, and they 
uh, you know, that, that little jail had never experienced anybody making telephone calls to them at that point there. They just shut down their lines and pretty quickly they got rid of those boys and they left, let them go on their okay, way. Okay, I'll give you that, but that's not well, what he's talking about. He's Twitter, talking Facebook. about... He's Instagram. talking about going after politicians, not uh, not jails. Well, he's I've, talking about sheriffs too. Yeah, you know, he said he wants I'm to organize about the sheriffs, gathering people together in a big group and making them capable as a force to go after these people and make them respond. Well, see, now Where, I was thinking something different, never Bob. Been done before. Bob, I was thinking something different. So, one of the most popular ideas amongst uh, freedom-minded people is to sort of overload the system so that the system falls apart and can't work, right? So, if everybody just accepts jury duty and goes in and, you know, says, oh, no, not guilty, no matter what, as long as it's a victimless, victimless crime, you know, we can do that. Or uh, things like... Well, I was thinking of opening up a website. Right, so... I was going to go to Weebly so I think there's value... I'm sorry, but I think there's value in overloading the system Right. If everybody starts mailing and faxing and calling these people every day, every night, every hour, people right, got better you're things to do. The system. So it's, it's, there's some value there. Look, okay. Check out downsizedc.org, Bob, to see an example of somebody else who's already done what you're talking about doing. They've got a great little system that they have Not in anymore. place. It's going. It's going away. They just sent out an email well, uh, last week. I've yet to see that. I've seen some similarities where they would, for example, SEIU put out there was the the Washington, D.C. telephone numbers, and they put it out for everybody to basically They're just going to throw it all away. They're going to get your mail, and they're going to throw it in the circular file, and it's not going to make any difference whatsoever. SEIU didn't do what I did. They're not even close. I'm just telling you what's going to happen. I I wish you the best, and I hope it works out for you, Bob, but uh, I'm not optimistic on this one. Thank you for the call tonight. Uh, Check out Downsize DC. Now, what what happened in an email, Mark? You said they're shutting down? Yeah, I'm going to have to find that. Please do. uh, Downsize DC is saying that their system has been, you know, like their their web server or somebody like that isn't doing that anymore, and that they're not going to have their ability to... The ability to, to write these goons? To write the goons, yeah. But I thought that I, was their system. I, I have know. sympathy for you. Like at this point, nobody's managed to get enough letters sent in order to stop things. What would make that? How many letters are going to stop anything? I mean, people have done sit-ins. People have sent letters. People have done phone calls. We had, uh, you know, another perfect example of this: the Bearcat situation here in Keene, New Hampshire. This massive uh, tank truck thing. This anti-ballistic, whatever the hell it's called, Bearcat beast of a. Yeah. Of a, a truck that was like three hundred thousand dollars with armor plating Piece and of military gun, equipment, gun ports and things like that. There was a huge outpouring of uh, of frustration and people who were against this thing here in little old Keene, New Hampshire, it's a town of twenty thousand people. Here, ninety uh, plus percent of the people who were contacting their city councilors, this according to one city councilor. She said 90% of the people contacting her were against this thing. When you went to the city council hearings, they were packed full of people, and 90% of the people in these hearings were against this thing. The only people who were in favor of it were the retired cops and on-duty cops. That's it. But nonetheless, despite the incredible outpouring of both people on the right and the left and people who are not affiliated with either the right or the left, just all kinds of people came out against this, this, this behemoth. They passed it. Yeah, they passed it like eleven to three. Well, we've seen it time and time again. I saw it in the three. in the big city uh, where uh, they tore down a sports 
center arena mm-hmm. dome thing, right? And then uh, they they wanted to vote on you know how much the next one was going to cost, and and nobody wanted to build a new one. They just wanted to use the existing one, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they the were people like, didn't the people, want it. yeah, the people were like, no, and they voted it down. And then another year goes by, and they vote again, and people are like, no, we we don't want this new one right next to the existing one. And then a year after that, it happened. Oh, yeah, it's going to happen. Sooner or later, they're going <laughs> to pound it down your throat. The toll-free number is 855-453. I'm not sure which. And, Mark, you found the Downsize DC thing. We'll find out what's going on with them here in a little bit because we've been supporting them for a long time. And they do good work over there. It's you know it's worth trying. I mean, it's just it's been tried so many times. And these guys just keep making – it just keeps getting worse. Government just keeps getting bigger. Show up. Doodle, Stuart, Harold, and Porkchop. Porkchop, his beautiful blonde coat is very thick. He's an Akita, German Shepherd, Lab, Husky mix. They did a DNA test on the four rescues. The first year is just a complete retraining. Lots of love, discipline, and daily upkeep. I'm a registered nurse and a personal trainer. If I eat healthy, then my dog should eat healthy. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. They need the vitamins and minerals that Dynavite provides. Dynavite is nutrition. Harold, the Border Collie Pit Mix, has the most beautiful jet black coat. Stuart, my rat carrier, has fur now where he never had it before. Doodle, he's a poodle, cocker spaniel. His energy is tremendous. The Dynavite will make your dog happy, vivacious, jump up and down, wag their tails. It will make you smile. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. I get my Dynavite at D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. It's Free Talk Live. We are kicking off the second hour of the program. As always, you're invited to join us here. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. Coming up, Mark's got a story about Americans and their lack of savings. Now they're regretting their financial habits during this COVID crackdown that's going on out there. We'll find out more about that and uh, talk about you know how it's affecting you and your savings and all that. Uh, if you want to join us, you can. Our number is 855-450-FREE. With you in the studio, it's Ian. The Reverend Captain Kickass. And Mark. We're going to go into uh, your calls and thoughts. You can bring up anything you want. Plus, Captain, you've got a story later tonight, if we get a chance to get to it, about a man shot to death after refusing to wear a mask in some store. We'll uh, explain what happened there. And it was actually the police uh, that shot him to death. Seventy-three-year-old dude. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll get into that on the way here. But first, we go to your phone calls and thoughts. We'll talk first to Robert in Charleston, South Carolina. Robert, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. Hello, sir. This is yes, it is Robert. I just wanted to let you know that you know I once did have a problem with tax authorities, and um, I called my U.S. senator, who's a very kind person and a good friend of mine, and he said, "Don't worry about that. We'll take care of that." So um, I, I never heard. And from they him did. Again. What a load! Like you just called up your senator, and yes, yes. What was your problem? problem? What was your problem exactly? Well, the problem was that I owed that I owed more tax money than I than I had available to with which to pay. So um, he took care of that. Now, of course, how did he take care of it? it. He, he, he uh, well, uh, he he told me that he wrote me a letter, and then he he must have called him up or something because mm-hmm. they never bothered me again. Okay, so, so they you just owed... forgave a debt. So they... hold on, are we talking about the IRS here? 
Yes, the IRS. Okay. So you, the IRS thought you owed them some money. And yeah. you say you called up some senator cat and told him that you wanted help, and he just made it yeah. all go away. No, I still owe the money, but he, he, they never bothered me again. Okay. I mean, I still get the bill. Once a year, I get a bill from them, you know, saying how much I still owe them. Oh, so they are but bothering you with once a year, they're well, sending not, you a bill. No, no, no. No, they never, they never made any collection attempts ever again. So they're not putting a lien on. They just uh, they keep on sending you a bill for that you that you can't pay. It's just a reminder how much I owe. That's all. Okay. So do Once you ever call about anything else? I mean, you're you're almost as singularly minded a caller as uh, Jerome in Charleston, who always calls well, about Trump. You always call to fillet the government. I don't know. <laughs> they live in the same town. Well, one time I I, I applied for a job. Um, at the United States, USIA, United States Information Agency, that was years ago when they when they existed, and um, I guess the guy who was answer, who was questioning me, Mr. Benintende, didn't like my answer, so I, I so we got in touch with Mr. Dowling, who was head of the security department, and, and I guess he wasn't too happy either. So I got in touch with my congressman uh, from New York State, 26th congressional district at the time. And um, he said, well, don't worry about it. We'll just pull the whole file from them, and it'll be fine. And he did, and, I, and, and they... they and, uh, and, and um, I've got to hear more about this. It okay. sounds like he's got a somebody in his pocket, Hold what on. it sounds like. Mm. So you... <laughs> well, he was, he was a congressman who was an old family friend, and he said... Uh-huh. That he it's all about who you know. But uh, so were and they accusing you of being of some, some, some sort of spy? You, like, went to apply for well, a job? They, they accused me of being gay because... I answered the question, and I, I didn't seem... I well, that's a while ago. <laughs> yes, it was. Yes, it was 1988. Yeah. Well, I guess that used to be a problem with government uh, agencies. Uh, thank goodness it's not anymore. Robert, thank you for the call tonight. Toll-free number here, 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. Somehow, I suspect that if you try that same tactic, it is not going to have the same level of success. Oh, yeah, you got a problem with the IRS? Just call your congressman and have him take I, care of it. Yeah, no, every, sure. time, every time that guy calls, it seems that the reason he's getting treated well by these goons, these politicians... Mm-hmm. Is because he knows somebody. Yeah. Well, that's kind of the definition of government, right? It rewards its friends and punishes its enemies. It's a big club and you ain't in it. Think about that for a second, ladies and gentlemen. When is the government not doing that? When is it not rewarding its friends and punishing its enemies? It's always doing that. That's what it does. They're fighting over... the definition. (laughs) What happens is the different groups, two groups mostly, the Republicans and the Democrats, fight over the ability to reward their friends and punish their enemies. So when the Republicans are in, the Democrats are mad that their friends are being punished and their enemies are being helped, and the vice versa is true with the Republicans. Yep, just keeps on happening over and over again. The pitchfork people are fighting the torch people and... You know, the politicians are just convincing the torch people, the pitchfork people are trying to take their yeah. torches away yeah, from them. Yeah, they've managed to convince people that there's something greater happening here, that it's something more complex or, you know, beneficial or whatever. And really, it's just these two interest groups fighting. That's yeah. right. all it is. And, and well, what it does is it prevents people from seeing the problem of the chair itself, right? We've talked about the king, the throne, mm-hmm. whatever that is, right? Whatever it's called. I don't care if it's called presidency or king or well, whatever. J.R.R. Tolkien ha- called it the ring of power. Yes. So wh- whatever that is, the throne is the problem. Having uh, an institution of violence rule over the world, arguably, is what the problem is. 
And uh, this is and what these people do, what they do regularly, what the what their whole shtick is, is is arguing for their monopoly. This week mm-hmm. in Washington, the Washington bureaucrats and the politicians had uh, some of the largest corporations in America and the world trot before them to explain their very existence. The pe- Facebook or something? Yeah, like Facebook okay. and Google and these sorts of th- uh, folks. And these people who actually run a monopoly – Washington, D.C., the seat of power they would propose for the entire world, Mm -hmm. had these corporations, which you can compete against, probably not very easily, and admittedly, they have a lot of power, but you give most of it to them. Uh, These corporations come to them and grovel before them so that they can continue to do whatever business it is that they do. These people will never explain to you how it is that they deserve monopoly power. And that's what they you mean have. the government people? Yeah, the right. government people yeah. will never explain to you how they deserve monopoly power because they sent, they spent a lot of money putting you through 13 years of mm-hmm. their school and right. everybody else through 13 years of their school so that you would believe, you know, out of hand, you without an explanation, yeah. that their monopoly is necessary, that they... Every other monopoly is unacceptable, but their monopoly is right. mandatory. It is, it, they can without, do it right. Without it, Western civilization will crumble. Right. Like, seriously, you don't think somebody could protect you better? It, 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 like, compete in a marketplace to protect you better? I mean, many of us live in the country. We know that uh, a telephone call to a local police department, God bless their souls, is going to bring uh, somebody in 10 or 15 minutes. If there's some kind of, yeah, if there's some kind of problem at your house and it takes 15 minutes, you're dead. For them to solve, you're dead. Right? So there's no protection there. Yes, someone will come and put a tag on your toe. Yes. Someone will come and write a report and write a report about how your wife was uh, maligned and treated poorly by some masher as your body lay in the the living room, unable to do anything. But by then, eh, you know, what could we do? Let's go to Jerome in Charleston, South Carolina. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead, Jerome. Good evening. Hey, Jerome. How are you this evening? Fantastic. You just go right ahead. What's on your mind? Yeah, uh, I just heard I heard a couple of good comments this week. Uh, one of them was like from a, a local celebrity, and he said that he doesn't trust Democrats. And then I hear Trump saying that he wants to rig the election. He wants to rig the election, so uh, I guess so he can stay in office. Now wait a minute, didn't Trump and, say? Hold on, didn't Trump say he wanted to delay the election, but then later said he wanted to speed it up and like have it sooner? <laughs> <laughs> Would you have a preference, yeah, yeah. Jerome? When do you want yeah, the election yeah, yeah. to happen? Yeah. When? Hello? When? First November? week of November. Okay, there you go. Okay, yeah. that's what I'd like to yeah. see it, too. Everybody on the, the same day. Of, like it's always been done. Don't change it. I'd prefer I mean, if there just hey, weren't elections I mean, at all. It, yeah, I would agree with that. Wasn't it bad enough that he rigged the Senate impeachment hearing? Wasn't that bad enough? That wasn't rigged. That's that's a two-party system. Jerome, (laughs) hang on. If you want, I'll bring you back here in just a moment. Our number is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Coming up, uh, Americans regretting their lack of savings. We'll uh, talk about financial Mm. independence, and you can take control of the airwaves here at 855-450-FREE, like freedom. Yeah! 
Yep. It's Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want here. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE, like freedom with you tonight, Ian. The captain. And Mark. And if you want more businesses accepting Bitcoin Cash and Dash, AnyPay can help make that happen. And they can actually connect you with passive income for every purchase made in Bitcoin Cash and Dash at those businesses that you bring on to the AnyPay Cash Register app. Now, that's all you got to do is download the AnyPay Cash Register app. Get it on your device, your phone or your tablet. Experiment with it. You know, Learn how it works. Get it set up. Uh, test it out. That way you can explain it to local business owners and help them get set up and then get in touch with the folks over at AnyPay to let them know which local businesses you've brought on board so they can get you the credit uh, for that, uh, again, that passive income that comes in every single time somebody makes a purchase. You don't have to wait a month to get some kind of check. It's right there, comes into your wallet the instant somebody makes a buy. Frequently, frequently people will come to me because they know I've been dabbling in, in the crypto currencies and mm-hmm. they'll be like what's the easiest quickest way to like you know get into crypto like earn it yep that's <laughs> earn it. it figure out a way to earn it and now the here's a way. perfect opportunity for you to earn cryptocurrency download the AnyPay cash register app at the google or apple app store or visit them at anypayinc.com anypayinc.com we go back to jerome he's in charleston south carolina so jerome what were you calling about tonight yeah the other thing was you know about a comment that was made on a local station about the uh, Said the guy says he doesn't trust Democrats, and then Trump talk about trying to rig the election. I got another one for you. This one's about Trump and this guy Jeffrey Epstein, who he knew for fifteen years, and and they're trying to pretend like. He didn't know anything about this guy and all this child molesting that was going on. Huh? Yeah, well, uh, 15 years, they were neighbors, and they lived apparently. In the same area. Yeah, yeah, they were neighbors. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I've heard conflicting stuff on this facts one way and facts the other, but I mean, nobody tries to distance Bill Clinton from. Uh, they can't. He's on the, re- the call I mean, log he's, or whatever. Like, like two dozen trips on the uh, on Epstein's 747. I mean, I Brent think said that. It wasn't him. What's that? He never. He said he never took any trip like that. Well, he's lying. Really? <laughs> I can't believe oh, he tried to make Trump, that claim. Is, is Trump telling the truth? Oh, he Trump. didn't know anything no, about Trump's all a liar too, dude. Him? Well, I don't know whether Trump uh, knew anything about anything. I don't know the answer to that. Well, they're saying that he But did. I'll tell you this. I think the, uh, that Epstein was a honeypot in order to catch as many politicians as possible in order to make them do the things that somebody somewhere wanted them to do. Did you see any of these uh, new revelations that have come out over the last several days with the uh, the court documents that have been released now in the, uh, regarding Virginia Roberts Gaffrey, or however you pronounce her last name, and her some of her allegations? She does talk about seeing Bill Clinton uh, at the island, uh, whatever Pedo Island or whatever they call it, and uh, she also mentions that Trump was around at at least one point. Uh, that she says that Trump never had sex with her, uh, but he did flirt with her and he did say something to epstein like you have the life or something to that uh, that effect oh oh yeah i believe that huh? that's all he did right well no, I'm not i don't know that. why this lady who's uh, you know making accusations decided not to make accusations against trump um if it wasn't true I mean, I don't know the answer, but I can tell you this. The redacted documents that the government released, uh, you could find out all the redacted parts by simply taking it and putting it on uh, the, the simple computer program WordPad. 
At least that's what the news says. We and, haven't tried that personally. And these are the people oh. that would administrate our health care under the Democrats. <laughs> right, yeah. and Trump, and Trump, who pays off porn stars, and we know how they get down, right? We 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 up here, right? We know how porn stars get out. So, Trump, and, are you going to try to actually make us believe, Jerome, that Trump is? Are you going to actually try to make us believe that uh, that Trump is this horn dog that Bill Clinton is not? Oh, you look! I'm not making any points for Bill Clinton. He, hey, we all know what he did. Okay, I know but he's the first Trump black president. We know like, the tip of the iceberg about what <laughs> yeah, he did, right, and yeah. we know the tip of the iceberg <laughs> yeah. about what Trump right. did. They're yeah. both dirty. Right. They're both liars. They're bo- none of them can be trusted. Hey, imagine if this was President Obama saying that he wants to rig the election so he can steal. You know, I remember someone calling a talk show one day while I was listening. And they said, well, what if during President Obama's second term, well, what if he doesn't want to leave office? What are we going to do then? Well, guess what? What are we going to do now? It's the same fear every four years. Guantanamo Bay. Every time. It's not. And Jerome, thank you for the call tonight. As always, appreciate hearing from you. But I heard the same. Remember when uh, George Bush was uh, George Bush, the younger George Bush, was getting ready to leave the office uh, or whatever. They were saying it then that they were going to shut down the election so Bush could stay in office. They said the same thing with Obama, and they're saying the same thing now with Trump. I don't think it's the same. And the reason I don't think it's the same is because this is Trump's first term, not his second. Both of those those what ifs occurred on the second terms of Bush and Obama, mm-hmm. because what if they stayed past their time? What I would uh, say regarding Trump is what if he refuses to accept the outcome and says that it's a bunch of malarkey? I mean, has that happened with Trump? Has Trump taken what we consider to be reality mm-hmm. uh, as presented to us by the news media? You know, whatever the news media presents as reality and said that that's not true. Because I feel like he's done that multiple times. So what would happen if Trump said the reality that the news media presents, which is because none of us know who wins the election without the news media. Mm -hmm. Right. So the news media presents a reality. Trump says it's malarkey and refuses to leave. That's a more interesting question to me than what happens if a president decides to stay past his eight years. The interesting question to me is what happens if there's just no president? Well, I, I like. I think it's an interesting question, and I'm for it. I just don't think it's going to happen this go round, or the next, or the next, or the next. I don't know. I hope Trump's the last one ever, and I don't mean that he should stay in forever. I mean that the the federal government should crumble and end. It's it's doing its best to spend itself into insolvency. Mm, yep. So it's it's commonly. Mm, I don't want to say known, but uh, referred to the Jeffrey Epstein thing that uh, there was some, he didn't kill himself? some version of, uh, well, his island uh, contained at least, you know, people under the age of 18. Uh, yes. Uh, that is, you know, seems to be, I don't know if it's fact or not. Uh, oh, I it's fact. It's pretty clear. <laughs> but but it's, it's commonly accepted. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, it's pretty that, clear. That is true. Uh, and it's also commonly accepted that many celebrities and many politicians have been to Epstein Island. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, uh, according to the government's own numbers, uh, as of December of 2019, there are 30,618 missing juveniles under the age of 18. Now, what do those two have to do with each other? Well, I think it's odd that, you know, we can present these facts of politicians and, you know, Hollywood celebrities that go to this island uh, and that we can say things like, you know, Epstein didn't kill himself and, you know, they could chase after his wife and hopefully she's got some information and maybe they'll get something on her or whatever. Nobody's looking for these freaking kids. 
That's my point. Why is nobody looking for these freaking kids? 30,000 missing children. Some of them uh, arguably have you know, shown up on Epstein's Island at some point. So I don't know. Why, why, are people, why, are, why aren't people looking for these kids? If they can find all this information, if they can contact I mean, I don't think anyone and all that kind of thing. I accused him of murdering any of these girls. I, I, That's I'm not saying either, but I'm just saying, floated. why isn't anybody investigating the flow of children in and out of that thing? Where do those children come from? Well, they're not investigating, uh, or they weren't investigating, because he was working with the FBI, apparently, according to some of the court documents. Sure. And so he's connected. Yeah. I'm Eight, just saying it's weird that it doesn't show up in the news. 855, well, it is now. 855-450-FREE-LIKE FREEDOM. You can join us here. It's free time. Bitcoin.com has launched a trading platform at local.bitcoin.com, allowing you to buy or sell Bitcoin cash via dozens of payment methods like PayPal, Venmo, bank deposit, remittances, or meeting in person with cash. There are no ID requirements to sign up for and use the site, and all communications between buyers and sellers are encrypted. Finally, a global trading platform that respects your privacy. Visit local.bitcoin.com to get started trading Bitcoin cash. Local.bitcoin.com It's Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want here. Live Saturday edition tonight in the studio. It's Ian. And some guy named the captain. <laughs> and Mark. We're going to get back into uh, more of your calls and your thoughts. But I do want to let you know about Bitcoin.com. And by the way, happy birthday to uh, Bitcoin Cash. Today it is. Happy turn. birthday to Three you. Three years Papa. old. It was t- 2017. It uh, August 1st of 2017 when Bitcoin Cash split from the original Bitcoin BTC, creating the very first uh, on-chain or cha- what they call chain split fork in, uh, in the world of fork uh, in uh, in Bitcoin. So uh, this is the third anniversary of that. So you can go to Bitcoin.com to learn more about both Bitcoin BTC and Bitcoin Cash over there. They will give you a good introductory session. Would happy forking birthday be appropriate? Absolutely. So happy forking birthday. Yes, get on over there at uh, lo- at uh, bitcoin.com. They also have a great news site at news.bitcoin.com where you can get the latest news headlines about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, the world of those things. It's very interesting. There's a lot to learn about. Get started at bitcoin.com. Let's go to your phone calls and thoughts. We're going to start with Daniel calling us from Denver, Colorado, watching us on YouTube. Go ahead, Daniel. So there's a lot of contention in the libertarian community about infant circumcision. Uh, some people say that parents have the right to do whatever they want with their child. Other people say that circumcising a child is removing their individual rights and freedoms. I agree with the latter. I'm actually Jewish, and I hate that I was circumcised at first. Mm. So I'm curious to know your opinion. Uh, we can go around the room here. I'm going to say I'm against uh, forced circumcision. I don't think that uh, parents own their children. I think that children are individuals who should be free to make uh, as many decisions as they are willing to make for themselves. Uh, I would agree with Ian's stance, and I would say that if uh, somebody does want to be circumcised, uh, they should be the ones to decide that, not their parents. Also, uh, it is, in my opinion, a form of religious child abuse. Mm. You are literally mutilating uh, a baby 
Uh, yeah. You are literally mutilating, mutilating a the genitals baby, the genitals of the baby, of a, which is you know says all sorts of weird yeah. things about your religion uh, if you support that. Some of so. them, it's not even religious; it's just programming. They've right, just Protestants been, in America, they're circumcising their kids, aren't doing it for religious reasons. Right. They're doing it for social reasons by uh, you know the two guys Graham and Kellogg's from Graham Crackers and Kellogg's Cornflakes, who were very religious guys. They were, to, but I mean, they, what their whole goal was, they'll, it was stated. Mm-hmm. Their whole stated goal was is to. Prevent Prevent masturbation. How did that work out? It didn't. <laughs> going to say no. It did not. <laughs> You're going to say that didn't work out. Yeah. Um, I'm the only one here with a child, and my uh, son, we did, would not uh, have done anything to keep him from being intact. I would say that although it is a violation of a kid's rights, it is not the worst that parents might do and probably will do. Because being a parent means at some point or another you're going to be violating the rights of a young human. I mean, I, I mean that's just the way it is. I would say, and what you know, the reason I feel this way is because if you did something similar to a female baby's genitalia, uh, you I don't would think you uh, would be considered a monster of po- uh, immense proportion. There's mm-hmm. not a comparison between female uh, genital mutilation and male genital mutilation. Female genital mutilation actually affects orgasms um, in ra- uh, r- later life. Right, but I'm just saying that like that's not a commonly accepted occurrence I, I, I in society. That. I that's, just don't think it's, it's not the same thing. Um, not even close. Well, I think mutilation is mutilation, and uh, what about piercing baby's ears? Who have problems for being circumcised? What about piercing a baby's ears? Even lead to erectile dysfunction, other things. Yeah, I, I gotta say, I mean, you're talking about cutting off some number of thousands upon thousands of I'm nerve not claiming it's good. Remember, uh, I'm the only one in this conversation with a kid, and he's intact. Are, are you saying mm-hmm. that it is worse for uh, a male's genitalia to be mutilated than a female's genitalia? Uh, it is better, it would be better on a scale of what is acceptable and what is unacceptable um, mm-hmm. for a male's to be uh mutilated um but i'm willing to call it that because that's what it is i just think that you know like uh changing nature is kind of what humans do like there's we're always doing that in order to put somebody in our club or the you know this thing or that thing i mean you know what about all that fungus that could have grown on my kid's teeth if i didn't teach him how to brush his teeth you know like uh, i mean believe it's pretty me, ridiculous I will, teach proper hygiene not mutilating genitals i got gotcha. you yeah hey, i'm just uh, thanks for the call daniel i gotta let you go your phone is just is too quiet i can barely uh, barely hear you i'm cranking you up over here uh but i appreciate the call tonight uh, i mean i see what you're saying mark that as far as the severity between the two is concerned i mean think most people would agree that female genital mutilation is more severe yep. uh than male genital mutilation but we don't really face that problem in the united states Not there often. are some places in uh africa and i probably in you know other parts of the world that do conduct female genital mutilation it is right. certainly a problem they need to address there yeah. but here it is widespread to have male genitals yes. being mutilated and it is considered to be normal a normal thing to right. do when you ask some women for instance they'll say i just think it looks better right i want him to look like his dad yeah or whatever the, whatever. the claim is yeah. it's it, it is pretty re- ludicrous uh many of the reasons they put out there it's the most prescribed medical procedure for the most variety of different things mm. in human history because well, it's been proposed to to fix so much stuff i'm willing to concede that perhaps 
right? Because I'm no doctor. I'm no scientist. I, I haven't studied. Dr. You know, Kickass. Doc, Reverend Dr. Captain Kickass. <laughs> right, yeah. I've got a new title in front of my name. Great. Um, I, you know, I haven't studied the subject, but perhaps there might have been something to the thought that it would be cleaner to not have the foreskin, right? Uh, because that's commonly what people will defend it with. They're like, oh, well, because you can get infections easier and all that kind of stuff. Try washing. Perhaps there was some kernel of truth to that at some point mm-hmm. in, you know, the before hit, soap. Well, well before, you know, the Stone Age or something. Before I don't know. running yeah. water. Right. You know, <laughs> but that time has long since yeah. passed, right? right. If, and that's what this If this, that were ever true. And this is that dated of a procedure, right? Like this goes back for centuries. It does, yeah. Like prehistory, I believe. I'm sure there's still some hobos uh, rolling into the emergency room with uh, some issues here and there because yeah, um, they don't clean themselves. Yeah, I think that's it. It's good for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would agree. But oh, I'm, all I'm saying is, is that I don't think it should be compared to female genital mutilation. Why shouldn't and, it? Because it's not the same thing. Well, that's how you compare things and determine right. whether that you. So, of course, you have to compare. You'd be like, oh, yeah, this is way worse. So right. you have to compare in order to be able to know that. I, it's way worse. <laughs> I, I mean, think we all agreed to that. Right. I, I mean, genital mutilation should be all that's needed to be said for in yeah. either case for you to know that, yeah, something's wrong you're with You're not that. defending, just Let to be me, clear, you're not defending male genital mutilation uh, simply by comparing it to I like to call it circumcision because that's what everybody understands it as. Um, but what I would say is, is that's that... That's also playing down the severity of it, and you, it is severe. I don't think so. I you're think cutting it, somebody's penis. I think penis. it's clear what the terminology means. Is right? it, though? Yeah. That, well, people know what circumcision is. They don't know Do what they? male genital mutilation is. That's just gobbledygook um, that's out there. I mean, isn't this the same practice of like when the government starts bombing people and instead of calling it war or murder, they call it kinetic military action? Isn't that <laughs> what, what circumcision is when it's in fact genital mutilation? Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. So lots of parents... Um, pierce their ki- their little girl's ears at a very young age and i've seen it and i think it's cute do you think there's a problem with piercing a little girl's ears at uh you know 12 yes. months yeah, yeah. see I, I think mean, that anything done without uh consent is a problem generally yeah uh, also too you don't see parents like you know piercing their little girl's labia before you know what i mean like Jesus. that doesn't happen you know what i mean now that ha- some girls do that later on in life by their own choice right they think it's cool they want to have some sort of you whatever know de- thing decoration is, sure. down you know whatever that well, far outside thank right god on. we haven't devolved to that i must say <laughs> um I, you know as a parent people make decisions and we're told that kids can't even uh, consent to decisions until they're 18 years old that's a lie should we well um Agreed. I would say that uh, certain choices are not as harmful as other choices, but, you know, circumcision, I guess if you really want it, you probably should do it after 18. Yeah, I think parents certainly can set rules in their own home as far as what their kids are supposed to do or whatever. Like, yeah, you got to take out the trash or, you know, you have to do X, Y, Z responsibilities. But to put holes in their body, I think, crosses a a line. I see circumcision as a violation of the non-aggression principle. cutting off body parts or pieces of body parts. I see it as continuum. 855, 450, free. Well, it's a violation of their person. Uh, There's more coming up. It's Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live, live Saturday edition here. You may take control of the airwaves, bring up anything you want. 
Our number is 855-450-FREE. Uh, coming up, we can talk about Americans apparently regretting their lack of savings. Something that uh, we've been talking about over the years is how little uh, it's noteworthy, how little Americans actually have in, in the bank uh, or under the mattress or you know in the rainy day fund. With you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. The Dr. Reverend Captain Kickass. <laughs> and, and just Mark. And uh, honorary doctor. We're going to continue with more of your calls and thoughts. We're going to go first to Gene, the Christian anarchist. He's on our Discord server. Go ahead, Gene. Yeah, a little different tonight. I wanted to go into this pedophilia frenzy we've got going on. My biggest concern is the persecution of innocent people. And I'd like to make three major points here. One is the definition of pedophilia to the legal age of a consent in the Virgin Islands and three underaged prostitutes. So the definition of pedophilia, if people want to actually look it up, it doesn't mean somebody under 18. Pedophilia means an attraction to prepubescent females or children, children of the opposite children. sex. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't have to be so, the opposite sex. It's any I children. guess it doesn't. Yeah. Prepubescent yeah. children. So that mm-hmm. that's right. That's a pretty clear definition, and it's been that that same definition has existed for over a hundred years. And there's so, no evidence and, that and that didn't is... even used to be a word for attraction to people who were post-pubescent because you didn't need one. They were getting married at those ages. Jeffrey Correct. Epstein and was not being alleged to have been a pedophile. There's no allegations that he was ever with children. He was always with teenage girls. It appears. Right. So people are throwing this pedophile thing around, and the thing that concerns me is they will label anybody a pedophile at the drop of a hat, Mm -hmm. and they will then go out and dox that person or even uh, beat them, possibly Mm -hmm. kill them. You know, this is— People get crazy. uh, Right, with with no evidence. This is the type type of behavior that people need to tone down, because this kind of thing— actually hurts people and kills people and innocent people sometimes. And the the thing about Jeffrey Epstein, yeah, he had underage girls there. I don't think there's any question that girls who were under the age of 18 were on that island. No doubt. But even the even the accuser, I was reading some of the, again, the uh, previously redacted unreleased documents from the, uh, there's a certain court case that they they were locked up with and they've now been released. Even Virginia Roberts Giffray or Guffrey, she said that she never saw somebody she thought was under the age of 15. So like there's some countries in the world where that's the legal age of uh, consent. Canada for many decades, it was 14 there. Right. Yeah, and many states in the U.S., it's 16 or whatever. Right. So, well, I'd, I'd is, like to make a, a point quick on Epstein. Um, so I'm not defending in any way, shape, or form Jeffrey Epstein or what went on. Um, or the and sex neither with people, am I. Right. The people with <laughs> the sex beneath whatever the legal age. I, that's not what I'm talking about here. But what I would say is, is that why? Why would this guy who could get all the 18-year-old prostitutes that he, could, he would possibly want – and he could bring all of his friends to have, you know, darn close to legal sex, if not legal sex, with 18-year-old prostitutes, and nobody would have had a problem. Why did they choose 16-year-old, 17-year-old, 15-year-old, in some cases, uh, prostitutes that uh, they managed to turn themselves? My guess well, is so that they had something to lord over these politicians. Now, I don't won't claim to know whom Jeffrey Epstein worked for, besides the... 
um, the uh, the FBI, whom you know their their documents say he did. He worked with them. Um, I don't know whom he worked with, but I can tell you this: he and this Jislaine, whatever her name, uh, Jislaine Maxwell, pronounced Jelaine. Jelaine Maxwell. Those people have a lot of information that the American public and the rest of the world really needs to know about, about those people that claim to rule us. Go ahead. Well, and and I think that, that it probably was a control, op- an operation to control powerful people, and I believe Seems that's like exactly it. what it was. But um, the thing that I would like to point out to people is that underage prostitutes are working in every major city in this country. There are prostitutes out there that are 16, 17 years old, whatever. Mm-hmm. Sure. And I bet you that a lot of the people who are running around here pointing fingers at people saying pedophilia, pedophilia, I bet a lot of them have used those underage prostitutes. Now, do you mean they, yet, would, they have used them with the knowledge that they're underage or used them thinking they were overage? And prob- probably without the knowledge, but that doesn't matter legally legally that's no argument that's often the case when people are running around uh pointing figures i've never been to a prostitute so i can safely claim that i've mm -hmm. never used an underage one Mm -hmm. but you know in many cases the people who have the the most racked conscience are probably the people who have and i've brought this up in the past that i'm i'm of the vietnam age you know the vietnam era Mm -hmm. and although i didn't go to vietnam because I was a conscientious objector, and if they did pull my name, uh, my number out of the hat, I was prepared to head to Canada. But the point is, I knew guys that went to Vietnam. They came back, and they told me about some of the stories over there. Mm. And the fourteen-year-old prostitutes they were banging. We and love you, long time. All that kind of thing, right? Yep. Yeah, and they knew they were they were fourteen mm. or fifteen or whatever, and and they bragged about it. So. I know that there's a lot of guys my age who came back from Vietnam and had a lot of fun with those underage prostitutes. So I don't want to hear any Vietnam vet come on this show and say, oh, pedophilia this and pedophilia Kill that. Kill those because guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because there was so much of that going on in Vietnam, it's pathetic. Hmm. And I think in every war situation, every wartime situation, you probably see that exact same thing scenario so i'm not picking on just vietnam vets i think it happens in every war but the point i'm getting at is most of us are we don't have to go back too many generations before our grandmother or great-grandmother or great-great-grandmother was married at the age of 14 it didn't happen that long ago Mm -hmm. So I remember watching the, the Virgin movie, Mary. The movie well, she was uh, fourteen, I believe. I've heard it's twelve. Yeah, um, but she was a virgin. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> the I I, I I watched Coal Miner's Daughter when I was uh, young, and Loretta Lynn wasn't yeah. an old woman when I was a kid. And yes. I think she was fourteen in that movie, if I remember correctly. And her husband was like twenty, twenty one, twenty two. I don't know, maybe twenty five. I don't know what he was. Whatever it was, it, that wasn't the issue. Uh, and with Marie Presley. Elvis Presley married Marie Presley when she was 16, I believe, and probably was dating her when she was 15. So come on, people. Uh, Let's get a little more common sense. Let's not be ready to hang somebody from the highest tree because they had a consensual relationship with somebody who's under the age of 18, but old over uh, puberty. And if you look at the laws in the U.S. Virgin Islands, if you want to look at their age of consent laws, 
it does say you have to be 18 for age of consent unless you're 16 to 17 and you consent to somebody no more than five years older. Mm, okay. So they are saying, and so they even say 15, 13 and 15 years can consent to sex with each other, but not anyone over 16. So they're saying that kids as young as 13 can consent to sex, just not with older people. So if they're saying that consent is allowed for certain things, they're admitting that young people that are in the teenage range are sensible enough to make consenting uh, decisions on certain stuff. Now, if it's my daughter and, you, you know, I find out some guy's banging her, I don't have a daughter, so I don't have to worry about this. But if I had a 15-year-old daughter and some guy is banging her, I'd probably kill him. What, well, if, you said, what if you had a 15-year-old son you found out he was sexually active? I'd give him a pat on the back. See, right. that's so, the crazy. So part. that's the thing, right? If you have a if you have a boy, if you're gonna have a kid, and you have a boy. You have to watch one boy. But if you're you you have a kid and it's a girl, you have to watch all the boys. All boys. Thank you, Gene. But see, your, that, huh? wait, ahead. wait. But that was the thing about that. That was the thing when I was young. See, if if you messed with somebody's daughter, you knew you're gonna. I don't know where his signal suffer the there. wrath of her father. And now yeah. these days, you know, they they say, "Oh no, we're gonna." I think we're losing some packets there, Gene. I'm going to let you go, but thank you for the call tonight. I think we got the gist of what you were saying yeah, there yeah. at the end. You made some good points. Yeah. Well, I think that um, really it comes down to interesting conversations surrounding consent, which is mm-hmm. a complicated subject. And I think that, you know, whomever it's it is. It's really not complicated. In whatever it's not. Ca- it, it is. Uh, no, I think it's, I you think just it ask is. somebody and they say yes or no. Well, yeah. I think that consent uh, you know, like some people can give consent at a certain age and some people can't mm-hmm. to different activities. Like, for instance, I let them determine if you were um, to talk to my 12 year old son about, say, uh, a contract f- to work for 30 years for you in a coal mine. <laughs> but you're going to give him a beanie baby now. Like, you know, I'm going to come up and I'm going to shoot you in the face over that contract. Right. Because you are clearly some kind of predator. But consent is binary. Yes or no? I don't know what that's that means. That's how consent... Simple. Yeah. Simple. Simple. Yes or no? 450 oh. free. That's Zeros and ones. 855-450-3733. You can take control of the airways if you want to weigh in on this discussion. we got plenty of time because Hour 3 is coming up, the live Saturday edition. This is Free Talk Live. Poor Chuck. His coat is very thick. He's an Akita, German Shepherd, Lab, Husky mix. Harold, the Border Collie Pit mix, has the most beautiful jet black coat. Stuart, my rat carrier, has fur now where he never had it before. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Dynavite will give them a beautiful, lustrous coat. It will make you smile. You get some Dynavite, how happy your dog will be. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Our number is 855-450-FREE. We got full phones right now, but if you want to get on uh, hold here, the best way to do it would be to call in on our Discord call-in lines on the Discord server. You go to discord.lrn.fm. You can connect to one of the top four chat rooms there. Uh, They are the Discord on-air call-in lines and we will join you in there, and you'll sound almost like you're sitting here in the studio with us tonight. It's Ian. The captain. And Mark. We're going to go back into your calls and your thoughts. We'll start things out here, actually, with Carol. She's in Charleston, South Carolina, listening to WTMA. Go ahead, Carol. 
Hi, I was calling about your Jeffrey Epstein conversation just now. Um, Wanted to bring up the women who have come forward to talk about, you know, who are pursuing or prosecuting him or putting cases forward. They're not teenage prostitutes. These were young girls who were recruited by Ghislaine Maxwell or him. They were high school girls or they're not teenage, quote, prostitutes. By definition, Um, if you are a teenage girl and you get mm -hmm. paid to have sex, you're a prostitute. Some of them were not paid. Really? But uh, My understanding is they absolutely were paid. I think you're splitting hairs by definition because when you're calling them prostitutes, all right, I, I'll retract the term. I mean, but uh, if you, whatever, I won't. They absolutely were. Paid. I don't need the to live or die on that particular the hill. Story but clearly, about, it's important. Hold to her. on. The story about how they got recruited was Jelaine and her agents because she had a couple of younger ladies that she had go and do this work. Uh, they would go to like shopping malls in Florida, South uh, where is it, West Palm Beach or something mm-hmm. where where he lived. They'd go to the shopping malls. They'd find girls working at crappy, you know, mall jobs, and they'd say, hey, we got a guy that wants to get a massage. He'll pay you $200 or $300 or whatever it was, a few hundred bucks. Uh, All you got to do is come over to his house. We'll send a car to pick you up. We'll send a taxi to pick you up. You don't have to pay to get there, and uh, you'll make a quick 200 bucks, and you'll be out, and boom, done. And then that's how they started down the road. So, yeah, they were getting paid. That's how they recruited them. They were recruited on the premise of giving someone a massage and for money, girl. So, for yes, money, to give someone a massage for money is yeah. not a prostitute. Then they what? Then they started to add sexual activities well, within this so-called massage. As, a question for you. A question for you. Yeah. Who is at fault here, Jeffrey Epstein or these teenage girls? Well, I don't know what the, the you're uh, like. That, that's the question that I have, sort of, for you is: is why is it so important that the term prostitute was used for somebody who made money from having sex? I mean, I don't consider it a bad thing to be a prostitute. Do you? I don't consider it a bad thing if okay. you're of age, but these people knew they were not of age, and when you ask the question, they could have had any eighteen-year-old prostitute they wanted. Yes, they could. But they didn't do that. They mm. went out and recruited. Right, because they're sicko weirdos. Is it a bad thing? I just want to know, uh, Carol, is it a bad thing here in New Hampshire and a lot of other U.S. states where the age of consent is 16? Now, Florida, for instance, it's 18, I believe. Uh, so is it a bad thing when a 16-year-old in New Hampshire accepts money for sex, or is that totally fine? Is it only you know, bad because the government says is having, you know, you have the right to consent to having sex or not. Mm-hmm. But this is different. I don't want to split hairs again. One, you know, oranges are not apples. This is a case where girls were brought into a home of a very wealthy man and told, here, we'll give you $200 to give someone a massage. And once they were there, they were coerced into going farther than they really. Right. So the people. Maybe they were, maybe they the weren't. Girls, if they were coerced, the why did they come not, back? The girls are not responsible. Ridiculous. I, I can't answer psychologically it's ridiculous. what this does to someone. Why would they be? Uh, why would they not be responsible in Florida? Are you saying they would be responsible for their decisions in New Hampshire because the age of consent here is sixteen? I am. Of course, they're responsible for their decisions, but the implications of what you are saying 
is that you're impugning well, the reputations of the girls rather than the No, I'm not. People. I think they terms, need to own it. Terms like implication and impugn uh, suggest that you know what I'm thinking when I say it. And I, madam, would say that that is not so. What I'm saying is, is that these ladies were underneath the age of 18. And what I'm saying when I say it, when I talked about underage prostitutes, and the reason I talked about it was because I believe this is an operation by some foreign power to hold United States politicians under their thumb for some reason. Foreign power? Probably the FBI and the CIA. Well, it could very well be, but I believe that it and wasn't. I am not disagreeing with you on well, that, that point. Well, that's my why they did it. Simply, foreign powers. Then you believe that a foreign power came in and took advantage of U.S. Uh, you know, underage ladies in order to get what they wanted, right? I don't know the ultimate motive. All I am Neither, calling about I. is that I do not think that the teenage girls who are involved in this situation... I think that Jeffrey Epstein is responsible and Ghislaine Maxwell for luring underage women when they didn't have to, as you said. Well, now, wait a minute. Are they girls or are they women? They're under. Okay. That, again, you're splitting hairs. Uh, let's just say the word <laughs> underage. Words female. have meaning, lady. Okay. So help, help me out. What, at what age does one become responsible for having sex for money? Help me out. I can't answer that question. Well, then, then, then what are we what arguing about? You know what about? you're doing here, Carol? You know what? You know what you're doing? You're disempowering these uh, these young ladies. You're saying that no, they I'm don't not. have I'm the not. ability to make a decision because they're under some arbitrary age. But then when Mark puts a question to you about what the proper age is, you don't have an answer. I, I What I'm saying to you, my only point in calling in is that simply that the two people who are guilty of you know, being wrong here are Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell. The, so the, teenage the girls have no way. Well, out. there's no, there's nothing wrong with taking sex, uh, taking money for sex. So if you're claiming no, that they're they're wrong, I would claim that there's no. a lot more people wrong, and that Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell or whatever her name is is the tip of the iceberg. And oh, I don't yeah. want to focus on them. To me, what they are is the most. Uh, they're the head of that pimple. Uh, they are the. T- uh, you know, there's so much more going on here now are these young ladies wrong no they're not wrong do they have responsibility for their actions just like all of us have responsibility i think they have some responsibility for their actions sure i think that they were also lied to and likely uh the tables were turned once the uh you know the the doors closed and i think that's wrong i think those are the moves of hustlers Mm -hmm. and liars which i believe these people are and i believe that these these veins of evil and that's what i'm going to call it run so deep into this government that to expect it to fix itself is Pollyannish at best. I agree with you on all points. Good. I simply wanted to say that I just don't want the young women who became involved to be put it to be implicated as if they did something wrong. Is anybody because really they, doing that? I mean, anywhere I in a, the world. I know people are saying this about sex crime victims, that somehow they're blamed and these kinds of things. But has anybody anywhere blame these young ladies for this stuff simply by calling them prostitutes i felt that you were overstating their role and you know what i'm going to call everybody prostitutes when just about I, everybody in america yeah. will take sex for money so they're all hookers when How's that? yeah when is it that you think a person can make a decision like that to, to have sex for money 
You know, I don't know the individual cases of every young woman, but I know that the, I read, I've done a lot of reading on this, and I've read the testimony of a lot of these women. Mm-hmm. And the, they were brought in by Elaine or Jeffrey Epstein. They were not of their own volition, some of them. They were like hey, we're having a fun weekend down at our house. Why don't you come with us? Mm-hmm. Ghislaine was there. It appeared innocent. There was mm-hmm. another woman. Their parents let them go. I, and I so I'm simply saying to call them prostitutes is, I think, an unfair, because it, it whether you like well, it or not. I, I wonder, have you ever been personally recruited for a job? Has a headhunter ever come, for, come from you? Question. Well, okay. Thank you for the call, then. So my point is, is that some people uh, enjoy being recruited for, you know, something that they might be good at, right? Or given an an opportunity that other people might not be given, right? And and I bring that, you know, the example is being headhunted by a recruiter for a job. Mm -hmm. If you have a certain set of skills that an employer is working for, and they come and find you, and they wine you and dine you and song and dance you, and then offer you a great paying gig. I don't think that was what was going on here. It sounded very much like Epstein would get these gals off in in for a massage and then be like, hey, it's a massage with benefits. Why in the world would I offer you 200, offer some untrained kid $200 for a massage. We all Obviously, know I'm a pervert. The lure of money wang bang. is powerful. Yep. 855 450 free like freedom. You can take control. You can bring up what you want. Hey, it's Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want here. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. Like Freedom, that's 855-450-3733. We have the Discord call-in line rooms. They're over at discord.lrn.fm. Just hop into those. You'll sound great. In fact, we got a Discord caller uh, coming up here in just a moment. Today, large corporations act as middlemen for our everyday online communications and transactions. Often, they work hard, uh, excuse me, hand in hand with governments. In the last few years, these centralized social networks have all launched payment networks. Bitcoin and Ethereum have not been scalable enough to compete. The team behind Intercoin spent the last decade creating an open, web-based, decentralized social platform to rival Facebook and Google, and now they can use it to roll out a revolutionary payment platform on top. If decentralized crypto doesn't soon gain mainstream adoption to uh, power everyday payments, uh, excuse me, to power everyday payments, it will be Facebook and WeChat's world and we'll just live in it. Intercoin's attempting to regain some of our freedoms that are threatened on the internet and in, in the real world, and we think that's important here on Free Talk Live, and so important that FTL accepted $40,000 worth of Intercoin tokens from Intercoin Inc. for advertising. And if you think that uh, freedom is important too, check out Intercoin at intercoin.org. You can invest in the project and potentially make big gains, or just be involved and perhaps shape its future. Intercoin.org. That's I-N-T-E-R. Intercoin.org. We're continuing now with your calls and thoughts. As I said, somebody on our Discord lines, ETARS, is with us. Go ahead. Yeah, so um, I'm trying to, I'm going to try to keep this as clinical as possible, um, but I, I took objection to what Mark said about um, uh, circumcision by saying that um, it was different for, for, for girls and boys uh, because uh, uh, later on in adult uh, in adulthood, it affects the ability to orgasm. And I, I would say that that's not really uh, one a thing. I think that there, there's multiple different kinds of orgasms. Um, so we'll, we'll leave that 
aside, but I think that what, where you need to draw the line is cutting the genitals of children. And so I think that the, the so ear piercing other argument, yeah, the ear piercing arguments gets away with it. You should say that. So the, the, the st- I would think it would not be a controversial stance to say we shouldn't cut the genitals of children. I like that stance, and I'm for it. And that's, that's why I am. Am I the only one in this conversation still with a child? Uh, well, yes, you are. Okay, um, I am still I, the I, only one in I, this conversation with a male child, and still the only one that has not circumcised them. So, yes, I. So, well, and also, you're, you're, you, there is no one in this conversation that has a daughter. So, that, um, that, I would say that um, if we're going to play that game, um, it will get poor. It will go poorly. Um, but I think that I think we can all agree to say you should not operate well, on the genitals of children. I agree. Like with that's, that. That, yeah. that should be an well, uncontroversial statement. I, I don't disagree with your statement. I will, however, say that I think that um, you are aware, since we're being clinical here, uh, that, you know, that there is no difference between male and female in embryos that are of a sufficiently young age. Right. Uh, that is true. Everyone right. starts out um, with female genitalia, and then uh, they develop over time into right. different. Uh, so different. the equivalent uh, for if you were to circumcise a male in the way that uh, a female is circumcised, you would need to remove the glands of the penis. That's the top of it, the the, the, the head, the, the the bulbous part, the part that looks like an apple. You would need to remove that, and then take away all of the skin of the scrotum. And that would be the effective same thing as a female uh, circumcision. And I do think one is worse than the other. Uh, so so I, I think that, yes, that there are different degrees, but I would tell you that. As long as we um, agree, there's degrees. So, so, well, so um, type one genital mutilation does not remove the ability to have an orgasm. You can cut off the entire clitoris and you can still have an orgasm because there are different vectors for that. Um, and so I think that if you want to play the degrees game, um, I think it detracts from the argument that we shouldn't have degrees. There should just be a hard line that says you don't do it. Well, what if the child has uh, problems with, uh, you know, I mean, there, there are people who have, I can't remember what it's called, but the uh, the foreskin's too tight and, uh, you know, that nothing can happen with it, right? It doesn't slide back like it's supposed to. That's a medical condition whose name does not come to the top of my head at this time. So, so, so you, what you are talking about is a medical, medically necessary procedure. So that'd yep. be like saying that someone that has sepsis in their hand, we shouldn't amputate the arm. Um, because it's going to remove their functionality for like, if, if you've got a, if you're in a situation, um, where you've got a, a medically necessary procedure that is completely different. And so, I That's mean, your argument is basically we shouldn't cut off the hands of people that have sepsis. What I would say is, is that parents probably, um, overweight the value, the medical value of uh, male circumcision, meaning that they think that their kids are, you know, more uh, possible that they're going to have this uh, condition where they, you know, the the foreskin's too tight. That it's- is not what it, it comes into play with most of these parents. It's a visible uh, thing that they think looks better. It's a it's totally opt in. Has nothing to do with their fears about medical yeah, necessity. It's that it's the religious perspective, and then it's yeah. also the the wives' tale that like it's somehow cleaner the these days, which again, we've gotten way past well, that time. The cleanliness part is a medical concern. It's just one that could be addressed in other ways. Right. And like well, well, yeah, well, so that, that's the same thing as saying that um, we need to have wear masks because people can't wash their hands so they get the coronavirus. So, I mean, like, like there, there are very easy ways to avoid infection in that area, and it's just simply washing yourself. Yep. All right. So, what's your complaint? I don't know. He just owned, 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 you. Yeah, so, owned what? Yeah. You. 
I have these conversations all the time with parents, right? And like I'm taking <laughs> the you? other side. All I'm telling you is, is these people have concerns and they have their children. And when you walk out there and you say, it's the same as cutting off their junk and shoving no it down that. their throat. No one like, here has said that. That's what it's like. But no one you has gotta, said that. You got to back off a little bit because nobody makes a decision until they, uh, you know, believes you until they know you care. And in- they won't know you care until they understand you understand their position. So first you must start with understanding their position. And I'm doing that because I do understand their position. And I would say circumcision in young males is unnecessary. Unnecessary? Unnecessary. There you go. Well, but... I'm not going to so, sit here and scream at the top of my lungs, you're wrong, you're the only one because screaming. you don't believe in exactly the same reasons you're, that I do. You're the only one screaming here, not, I'm, I don't know if you noticed. I, I think there's no point in continuing the conversation. That's what I'm trying to say. So I would say that my point, Mark, is that um, I think that the my point is that there's no reason to draw a gender discrimination. It's that we should just stand against... There's a difference um, between the genders. Uh, well, so I that's where I, we disagree. Yeah, I think you're right about that. Thank you, Etors. Appreciate hearing from you tonight there on our Discord server. Sounded great. Uh, you it can does sound good. You can yeah, join that server. It's very easy to do. Go to discord.lrn.fm. That sounds like you might be on a speakerphone, though. So. I don't know. It's, it's, not, not, it's not my favorite style. I know some people just like to put the phone down while they're talking. So Let's talk to Summer in Aberdeen, Washington. Summer, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi. You brought up earlier, you asked the question if anywhere... At any time, a female rape victim was blamed. I, I kind of caught the end of a conversation. What do you there's mean by that? I'm not sure case. if we asked that question. Well, I did sort of. Um, um, there's I'm... a lady who was talking, and she said, you asked if a female victim anywhere ever has ever been blamed. Well, actually, what, what I was mean? asking, I, I can't remember specifically the way she was describing it, but uh, saying that she had responsibility for the rape. But let's hold bring that, it back. Yeah, I hold wanna, that I thought, find Summer. Out what... I'm still not sure what we're talking about here. Uh, 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. Some biblical search, some circumstance. No one should be blamed. Probably stoning for... them someplace. No one should be blamed for being raped. Uh, I mean, if we're talking about real rape, which statutory rape isn't real rape, uh, it's an insult to... Looking for a great real estate investment? Consider New Hampshire, which is ground zero for the Liberty Movement. Your first call should be to Mark Warden from Porcupine Real Estate. He's more than just a real estate agent. He's your New Hampshire concierge. Where are the best places to live? Do you want farm, city, the burbs, or forest? Do you want a duplex or multifamily building so that renters pay your mortgage? There are homes in all price ranges in New Hampshire, and Mark can help with financing, too. Invest in Liberty and property. Mark Warden can help. PorcupineRealEstate.com It's Free Talk Live. You dial toll-free if you want to join us here. The number for you is 855-450-FREE, like freedom. That's 855-450-3733. In the studio, it's Ian. L, Captain Kickass. And Mark. want to say thanks to Richard Thompson. He is a Free Talk Live gold amplifier. Richard contributing 10 bucks a month to the AMP program. And I want to say a big thanks to him for doing that because it makes a big difference for us. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. It's a way for us to uh, get on more radio stations, bring new listeners on board with the program. And I guess I should welcome um, a couple of new stations that we have. Yes, please. 
Uh, we actually have a couple of new stations that were acquired by an existing station of ours, and that's always nice, right? So we, uh, we didn't, really, easy. <laughs> didn't really have to do anything to get these two. Uh, WMIQ in Iron Mountain, Michigan, and WDMJ in Marquette, Michigan. Ooh. Welcome aboard. Iron Mountain, I believe, is in the UP, the Upper Peninsula. Yeah, it's up there. The Oopers. So, welcome to newer listeners there. They are simulcasting longtime affiliate WCHT. Uh, from also from Michigan, I think Michigan may be, and it and I think it's held this title for a while, but it's firmed it up even more now as the most the state we have the most affiliates, affiliates for yeah. Free Talk Live. Nice, yeah, for whatever reason, we need to get some states. At one point, competing. it was Washington State, wasn't it? No, never. No, no. Okay. Uh, so welcome aboard, and thank you to the uh, Free Talk Live amplifiers like Richard Thompson for making that possible, because it's your five bucks a month, or in his case, ten, uh, that uh, that helps us get on more radio stations. We're not paying for the stations, but we you know reach out to them, we market to them, we advertise, uh, market, yeah, and promote. Exactly. So, And you get some cool perks, you get some bennies. Advertising works. From doing that. Over at amp.freetalklive.com, get signed up there, amp.freetalklive.com. Dot com. We're going to continue here with uh, more of your calls and thoughts. Let's go to Pizza Cake Man. What happened to the lady that was holding for the rape story? She dropped off the line. Oh, sorry to hear. Oh, yeah. We didn't run her off. That's too bad. Uh, Pizza Cake Man, you're on Free Talk Live on Discord. Hey, guys. How's it going? Welcome. Yo. I wanted to give you an update from the road. I'm out here uh, after leaving Keene. Um, I had headed on down to D. Got a little... Uh, down to Sunrise DC. smoke session out in front of the White House. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it's pretty nice. I'll post the video online for you guys. Uh, but yeah, I wanted to give you kind of an update. I mean, the mask situation is surreal. Um, there has not been a place that I've gone that the public wasn't completely masked. Uh, I did my best, but you know, pretty much any building I walked into, I was immediately told uh, that I needed to have the mask on. So. Um, it's becoming a pandemic of its own. So you weren't able to use any kind of excuse to uh, to avoid the masking? You know, one place I did try that and they just kind of ignored it. They just, you know, said whatever, whatever. Um, but for the most part, I, I just throw it on because it's a political message on the side of the mask as well. It says uh, this mask is as useless as your government. <laughs> so if, nice. if they ask me to wear it. It at least gives me the ability to throw that mask on. I do like that. Right on, man. Well, hey, thanks for the update. Anything else you want to share tonight? Uh, no, just uh, I appreciate the hospitality. It was great meeting you guys, and uh, you, you do great work. You know, I, I got to see a little bit of behind the scenes. Ian out there uh, busting at, uh, tail, you know, to get things done and 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 make sure that the uh, that the station. Uh, does does well, and you you do a good job of it. So thanks, it's, it's Pizza nice Cake Man. I appreciate it. Was great uh, meeting you up here, and uh, yeah, he was. Uh, that was our guest co-host <laughs> earlier this week, Carlos. Yeah, Tuesday or something. Yeah, yeah, watch out for the the C part of DC. That would be the District of Criminals. Yeah, I don't watch know why out anyone for would for set, those. Got to check it out. I, I don't know why anyone would set foot in that. And why? No, you don't have to check it out. You really don't. <laughs> they have some great museums, but they're probably not open right yeah, now. Those are boring. No, Who the cares museums about are that? Awesome. A55 450 free like freedom. We continue here. We got David in New Mexico. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, David. As yeah, a pizza ass man. And what? Um, anyway, go on. Any, anyway, well, it's been so, so long I kind of forgot what I was talking about. Oh, you, I called when you, I picked up the phone when you said uh, government swooping in and abducting your children. And so uh, I thought I would uh, give some ramifications of that. So 
uh, I, I hope that the United States of America goes away at the first opportunity because it's not living up to its founding charter. Me too. So, yeah. So if you apply the founding documents, meaning the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution, to the behavior of the government for years and years and years and decades and decades now, the United States of America does not exist. It's just that nobody has called them on it yet. Oh, well, and I mean, so, I beg to differ. We're on the air seven nights a week here well, doing exactly well, that. Well, no, no, nobody, nobody has, Successfully. has called them on it in any, in any significant manner. What do you mean they don't nobody exist? Has, well, they, they don't exist. It's a breach of contract. The, the Declaration and the Constitution is a contract. No, with who? And it, with me. You signed I, it? it, it I, I don't have to sign it. I'm a beneficiary. I don't have to sign it. It was signed on, and, and actually, in actuality, yes, I, I did sign it because um, it's, it's we the people. That, so I'm, I'm a, a party to we the people. That's, so that's not how contracts work. Yeah. Well, actually, it is. It, no, it's it, not. Well, you got to well, have well, offer. You have well, to have acceptance, consideration. No, well, well, go on with the okay, premise but, that yeah, you are yeah, a yeah, beneficiary. Yeah. Anyway, so they breached the contract, so they don't exist. It's just that they haven't been taken out yet, and I'm not participating, and I'll continue to go further and further out until there are enough other people, if and when there are ever enough other people that are willing to actually go and do something about it. One guy alone or a half a dozen guys alone can't do anything. Right. Yeah. And so I'm just out here going to do my own thing until, until if and when – uh, enough people get some big enough balls to do something about it, and, and I don't know if that's ever going to happen. But, uh, Mark, you, you, Ian, said, used the words, the government swooping in and, and whatever, taking children or whatever. Mark had made comment about that, that people, that's the, one of the biggest things that people fear. And, that, and one of the biggest things that people fear from the government actually happened to me. And so I, I've given you mm-hmm. the, where, where I'm at on that. Now let me just give you a taste of what they did to make it happen. And they, can, they do it in many different ways. There's some real common scenarios, like a half a dozen different common scenarios about that, are, that are child trafficking by your government, of which the Epstein thing is actually technically a child trafficking thing by your, by your government. That's, so that's one of them. And the way they did it to me was within a simple uh, dissolution of marriage with children, custody thing. And uh, the, the, whoever gets to the courthouse steps first and, fi- and pays their $135 filing fee, in this case, gets what's known as a temporary domestic order. And it's an ex parte order. And it gives the person who raced to the courthouse steps and was the first one to, to uh, pay the filing fee gives them legal mm-hmm. control of the children and gives them the legal power with uh, men with guns to back them up, yep. the power to tell the other parent to go F themselves if they want to see their own children. And that's, what, and that's basically what was, what was done to me was I was told to go F myself based on uh, ha- the other party having paid the filing fee first. And so I, I was... Yeah, fun. So you know, f the United States until if and when it exists again, and it goes and it goes no, no, on no, from just there. To be clear, I, I mean, just let, let's be clear. It was the gang calling themselves the state of New Mexico that did this to you. The United States gang probably yeah. wasn't involved, right? No, well, you're half right. The 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 state of the gang calling itself the state of New Mexico was the direct actor. Mm-hmm. However, the gang calling itself the United States of America had the duty to defend me ah. and has, has has breached that duty. And that is where you're defended. absolutely right. I mean, they definitely 
do not have the duty to protect anyone. We've talked about that a, a myriad of times. The Supreme Court has ruled over and over again there's no obligation to protect. So if there ever was a legitimate contract in place, and I don't think there's any evidence for it, but if there ever was, it certainly has been violated. So I think you're right from that perspective, David. Yeah. Thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. Yeah, that's the bit about uh, this. what is a citizen. A citizen Correct. is somebody who uh, gives a duty of allegiance in exchange for a duty of protection. For, yeah, it's the word's obligation, yeah. but it's the same concept, yeah. And so if there's no obligation to provide you a duty of protection, then you automatically don't have to provide a duty of allegiance. That's right. And thus there is no... Uh, organization. And therefore, you shouldn't have to provide them with anything. Right. Meaning, like, your money and your time right. and your obedience. Because they're not doing you any favors. Agreement's broken. Yep. Again, if there ever was one, I've still yet to see that social contract. 855-450-FREE like freedom. Join us on Free. This is Free Talk Live. Moments remain, but enough time for you if you want to join us here now. Our number is 855-450-FREE, like freedom. Live Saturday edition with you in the studio tonight. It's Ian. The captain. And Mark. Check out more of Captain Kickass on his website, lcaptainkickass. That's E-L-captainkickass.com. Thanks, man. Parodies of songs that you will hopefully enjoy. I've got more in the hopper. I just, I've been busy. Indeed. We all are. But we've got time for you. That's why we're here, is to talk to you about whatever you want. Uh, Mark, you had a story tonight that comes back to finance. We've we've talked about the disaster of the federal government uh, printing money and you know inflating the money supply and what that's going to likely mean into the future. We're seeing gold at record highs yep. over the last week. Bitcoin sitting at over 11,000, almost, I think it scraped 12,000 today, earlier. Yep. I don't know where it is right now, but it's been uh, it's been interesting to watch it yeah it's still close it's eleven thousand eight hundred right now as we're speaking but uh what about americans how are they feeling these days yeah i think one of the reasons that uh our government is irresponsible with our money is because you said irresponsible irresponsible okay. yeah is irresponsible with its its money is because we are irresponsible with our money yeah so that's manifesting into uh reality <laughs> who are they but us mm. Uh, a new survey finds that Americans regret their lack of emergency funds There's, uh, to withstand the economic crisis caused by the pandemic. The bank rate survey found that 23% of Americans uh, rate that as their biggest regret, followed by closely by not having enough retirement savings, which is basically the same thing. Having too much debt came in at number three, also basically the same thing. Mm. When it comes to getting finances in order while moving forward, the top financial priority was paying down debt, followed by saving more for emergencies and a large number of people who didn't know what their top financial priority even should be. Well, here's the good news. As the state inflates the money supply, it'll be easier to pay off your debts. Yeah, that's that's true. Because um, they don't recalculate the debt for the new money. It hasn't been trickling down much, though. Uh, you know, When they inflate the money supply, they by and large, are just helping themselves to more of yeah, your that's savings. True. That's true. For those people uh, that are willing to save, um, and they save in sort of traditional savings fashion, savings bonds or savings accounts or you know variety of ways, the government's just taking some of your money when it makes more money. Yeah, make no mistake, listeners, that government inflation of the currency is a hidden tax. Oh, yeah. Well, Effectively a hidden tax. And, and I think yeah. what you're kind of ta- talking about here uh, when it comes to the average person who might have a job of some sort, the wages 
tend to trail the inflation by a long distance. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. when so when uh, you know the money supply is increased, it goes, of course, as we've explained many times, to the politically connected industries and things like that. But it's not like those industries are all of a sudden giving everybody at the bottom end raises. If you're making ten bucks an hour, and then the government doubles the money supply, you're still making ten bucks an hour mm-hmm. when you know all said and done. So actually, what happens is your living standard goes way down. Right. There was a time not too long ago, 1964, 1963. I can't remember exactly when it was the quarters were made of silver yeah. and the minimum wage was i think a dollar 25 at the time mm. if you had five quarters worth of silver today you would have something like 20 dollars was it five quarters was about an ounce worth of silver Is that right what it, they, it was you know it's it supposed to a quarter mm-hmm. supposed to be a quarter ounce of silver i don't uh-huh. trust them right. um quarter troy ounce so so call it five. five you know okay. just let's round it down let's be careful let's let caesar clip the coin mm-hmm. right <laughs> you know and call it and call it one ounce one mm-hmm. ounce of silver is scraping twenty dollars right now is oh, it not? no it's higher than that is it higher it's than been $20? on a tear yeah so uh 20 bucks and imagine if the minimum wage was your minimum wage was twenty dollars. Around here in New England, it's hard to get somebody to work for less than eighteen dollars an hour. Twenty four fifty three price of silver right now. Nice. But that would be th- that gets to, that there you you can see how inflation works. Like the you know rubber to the road, ladies and gentlemen. It's not I get it. You're paid too little, but you you still it's your responsibility to save in a market. Like we have, which would like a Keynesian debt-based market. Thrift, that means the act of saving, is a superpower. And if you save properly in ways like, um, you know, that are, uh, that you can hedge against inflation, then you will, you know, over time do quite well. Imagine, ladies and gentlemen, if you had silver right now with it going from 12 bucks to 24 in the course of a couple of years. Right. Now, and let's be clear, too, when we say save, we're not talking about, you know, cashing your paycheck and putting, you know, 20 bucks under a pillow because that's not going to get you anywhere. You cannot. It's going to get you somewhere. Well, okay, but once the inflation kicks in, you know, that 20 bucks has effectively been halved. So right. you, you you touched on it where you need to put your money into places that are going to hedge against the inflation. So that's true, but at the very least, um, you know, if you had a, say, a thousand or two thousand mm-hmm. dollars in emergency USDs that you could put your hands on in the midst of a pandemic, which is what we're talking about here. The regrets of so many Americans. They don't have that. Right. That they don't have that, that they can't buy that thing that they need right now or stock yeah. up on food or do whatever. Guys, I want to go to Don. He's in Tallahassee. Uh, Don, you're on Free Talk Live. I presume listening to FM on WVFT. Go ahead. Yeah, I um my, my first question, and, and I don't want to get bogged down in this, yep. I guess if there's a primer on Bitcoin, um, if you could direct me to that, that's yes. what I'd like to do. In other words, I'm probably going to, I don't know, in other words, I don't know if, if it's actual, like I understand like what an ounce of gold is, an ounce of silver is something mm-hmm. that has an intrinsic value in itself. And of course the value goes up because like, you're talking about they've debauched our currency. Yep, and they will continue. And I know that. I know that. So, so I mean, I see value, but I don't know if Bitcoin is like a, 
a digital entry in something. I mean, yeah, okay. So, like you said, we're not going to get down into the weeds here on Free Talk Live. We don't have much time left in the in the show, let alone this this segment. Uh, but I will recommend checking out Bitcoin.com, longtime sponsor here on Free Talk Live. What you do is you go there and then click Get Started right there at the top, it's right there at the top, and it'll take you to a uh, big button that says Watch the Three Minute Bitcoin 101. And you click that, it takes you to their uh, Bitcoin 101 educational series. And the, the first video is less than three minutes, but there's also looks like another five or six videos uh, beneath that. So what is Bitcoin yeah. is the first one, how to send and receive, how to buy and sell, how to Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash okay. work. So you can go, this is a topic you can go as deep and dive as deep as you want to, or take it as surf, surface level as you want to, but it's worth three minutes of your time to go oh, and yeah. learn about well, this. I, I just want to understand what it is, because I yeah. hear you talk about it, and I don't, I don't understand what it is. It's, In I short... Mean, it is a uh, currency that was created by a you know some some people who understood what we understand that the currency is being uh, debased by the government, um, and it was intended to be uncounterfeitable, unhackable, undestroyable, and uninflatable. Mm-hmm. So um, there's okay, only that's, ever going to be I'm... 21 million bitcoins. Well, that, well, that's... well, unless they change it. Sounds good, but that, that's what I call it. I don't know if, if if I can get into a real question now because when the subject keeps changing, you know, I I say, well, man, I, I should probably talk about that instead. So I can I can do this Bitcoin <laughs> on myself, and I, I want to do that. But like I, my original call today, I mean, other than getting that Bitcoin out of the way, was I we we all recognize. I mean, I, I do just that we have less freedom today than we did, say, six months ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, big time. the pandemic started, you know, I mean, I, don't, I, think, I think, you know, the establishment must have stumbled across something that they just weren't expecting to take, you know, the fears that people would have about a virus and... Yeah, that really was the, uh, I mean, the perfect... I right now when I, when I, I talk to my neighbor today and they're they're just scared it's so sad. It really is. Don, I, I wish we had more time. I thank you for the call tonight. Um, and he's right. And, you know, why was it this time? Why was it this pandemic? Yeah. Why was it this, uh, you know, infection that actually led to this crazy crackdown? And he's right. The fear that people are out there living underneath is just so disappointing to see people being so afraid and of course when people are afraid they will turn to the state they will turn to this artifice that they believe is out there protecting them and we are entering i think into a very dark time where uh, where people believe in the state to the extent that they are willing to fight others over it and uh, and get very nasty and we were you were referring to it earlier with people on the streets trying to shout down and uh you know attack people physically in some cases over not wearing masks simply because of their fear it's very scary yeah i feel like um you know in some ways People are reacting to things based on like television shows, yep. right? Uh, the, the Walking news. Dead, Twenty Eight Days Later, right? People are treating this as if it's the zombie apocalypse when Ridiculous. it's really just another coronavirus. Hey, uh, out of time tonight. If you didn't get on, uh, then call tomorrow because we're back here every single night, seven to ten at night Eastern Time. You can join us on the radio. We'll see you then, and enjoy your weekend. Between and now it's Free Talk Live. Remember when you first heard about Bitcoin? How long did it take you to realize this little project would soon change the world? Do you kind of wish you had gotten involved sooner? Well, now is your chance to be part of the next revolution in money. 
Intercoin is working to finally make crypto go mainstream. It's designed to be scalable enough to support everyday payments and even elections without the state. Bitcoin was originally supposed to be a peer-to-peer cash system, the way we would all pay one another without having to trust any third party. But instead, over time, it mostly became a store of value. That's because every 10 minutes, the Bitcoin network must put all transactions into a block. And that block can only hold so much. If crypto is to become mainstream, for everyone to use it in everyday payments, we need a new architecture. One that's as secure as Bitcoin while being far more scalable. Check out intercoin.org to find out more and maybe pick up some of those coins for yourself. Oh, so you're wearing a mask every day now? Where are you getting them? The same website where I get my neck and body wraps, sunnybay.com. And they're handmade. Really? Just like their wraps in the USA. Oh, and good quality? Oh, very good. These are disposable face masks. And good price? That's the best part. I get a 10-pack for only $6. Wow. Yes, as a public service, we're now sourcing disposable face masks with level one protection at sunnybay.com. Get a 10-pack of high-quality, more breathable face masks, only $6. Our face masks are hypoallergenic, latex-free, and made for stress-free all-day wearing. Or choose our N95 respirator masks, two-pack for only $6. Supplies are limited, so place your order at sunny-bay.com, a biomed DB design company right here in the USA. Go to sunny-bay.com and purchase your disposable face masks online. Ten masks for only $6. Just click sunny-bay.com. That's sunny-bay.com.